0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to PSI Love You XOXO episode 33. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the new face of video games, Blessing Adioye
1: Junior. That's right, it's me, the new face of video games, Greg. While hey. I'm here, while you have me here for the you have the time, floor, sir, because of course everybody knows I'm 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 in high demand. I have the floor. Uh, I want to give a shout out to a best friend named Jonathan Polenko. I sent Kevin a link. Uh, Jonathan. Er, earlier today sent us uh, or added us on Twitter with a shot, with a, with a photo of their wall at their home. Uh-huh. And they've essentially made like this PlayStation style mosaic as the wallpaper in their home. And I, I okay. just want to give them a shout out. Cause I feel like that's some, that's some real dedication to the, to the PlayStation uh, fandom right there. You see that It's pretty cool. So I just want to give them a I, shout out. Well, I see it. What makes it PlayStation? The colors. These are play these are like the PlayStation like button colors. They're the same right? symbols, Craig. Yeah. Not a lot of yellow. Am I wrong? Right? It's a bit not of a lot stretch of yellow. there. Yeah, I, a I, of I a think stretch. you might be not wrong. A lot of yellow. Not any yellow, Hold on. right? Let me get my controller.
0: No, no, you're right. You're right about the colors. It's just like when you're saying, "Oh, it's a pl- Oh, he's taking off his headset." Wait, everybody, wait, I'm right? going to really need a blessing this, when he comes is there back. Is yellow missing? No, there's no yellow. Kevin, there's no yellow.
1: Right, that's what I'm saying. There's not a lot of yellow.
0: Oh my god. You know what I mean? You you are literally yeah, look, conversation got... quicksand, Kevin. Where I the more I thrash <laughs> about with you, the more You're you pain me. And
1: Diva, boy.
0: What? <laughs> so yeah, you have the PlayStation colors. But okay, on. but imagine when, where when I'm coming the from. The right way. Uh, and audio listeners, I know this is not a great segment oh, for you, great. but imagine what I'm coming from. Yellow isn't one of the PlayStation colors. I hate you. Shut up. Yeah, man. what are you talking um, about? Yellow. You, me that you have uh, this fan. He made a PlayStation mosaic. I'm thinking characters. I'm thinking symbols, and I come in here, and what do I immediately see? I cue in, and everybody's different, but I cue in on this one that looks like Spider-Man. Two big green eyes, and then a red top and a red bottom, and I'm like, how the fuck is... This? And then I see, and it's all it's all Greek to me. It's all broken up. I see it now. Sure, there's colors in there. Okay.
1: this Is the PlayStation specific? Color. Well, I still
0: want to know where you got yellow
1: from. I... In my mind... Have you tra-
0: met, don't don't <laughs> enter the quicksand, Blessing. This is what I'm talking about. This is what he wants. Thing,
1: here's the thing, Bless, Bless. Look at our background. Mm-hmm. What's one of the primary glowing colors? It's yellow. Uh, and in okay. my mind, I was like, okay. oh, yeah, triangle's yellow. Can't tell you what color it is okay. now if you ask. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: Yes, you can. Green? Y- Pink? Yes. No, no. Go with your gut. You had the first time.
1: God, Kevin, Kevin. You got this. Uh I will say, looking at the controller now, square button. Yeah. Is that purple or is it pink? Pink. Cause I've always viewed it as purple. What? Turns out you're colorblind. Am I crazy? Am I wrong? Is that yeah. not purple on the square tw- no. on the square button? That's pink. I don't believe Am it. I wrong?
0: You're Googling it? This is gonna be I'm, one yeah, of those. I'm gonna this will be it. one of the that's not helpful Come to either on. of us because you would be it's, like, oh it's no, yellow, it's yellow, guys.
1: Weird. I told you. I hate
0: you. Shut up, See? Kevin. Yellow. Kevin, the adult, they're talking right now. I mean, it's not like hot pink. But if you ask, like I have that, I have that a uh, PlayStation uh, PSX shirt, the one I wore last week, I think that has like the palm trees on it, and that's definitely not purple. It's got to be so. If I've, I'll give you, if anything, it's a maybe a weird in between if you put it on the color spectrum or whatever. All
1: right, so looking at our background, sure. It's blue, right?
0: Oh god. What what is blue? What are you talking about? Kevin? I'm
1: like I'm I'm down the, the Google rabbit hole or right or now. Square, whatever the hell you guys are talking about. We don't have Everybody a, on Google, uh, We don't have a pink I'm or I'm finding or people a on Google in, calling it- colors. I'm seeing people call it pink. And so I'm going to go ahead and say that I'm wrong here. But Thank I you. can't believe I am shocked. Because <laughs> I'm looking at it right now, and I'm like, "That's purple, right?" But maybe I, mean, I am just colorblind. Maybe I'm like not looking a, at no, it. No, no, right no, 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 no,
0: no. Shh, shh, shh. Bless me, It's okay. It's not a colorblind online. thing as much as it's not. I mean, I'm not saying that the it's traditional normal. pink. Like, think we use pink all the time. Mm. We use that neon pink. That's what you see. That really abrasive pink. It's just not that level of pink. I'm sure if we brought in mm. Vincent Van Gogh, somebody who worked on Photoshop, mm. they would come in and they would tell you, "No, that's." This numerical value, and that's not true pink. It's not true purple. They're all blue, Kevin. They are not blue.
1: What do you mean? You seeing this? No, I'm
0: not again? seeing it. Oh, hold on. They're all blue. Wait, what is Kevin showing us here? He's all showing my his all my yeah, It's because you got. Remember, I got you that special edition PlayStation. That's why. You warm. didn't give me shit. They just sent. They just sent it to you. PlayStation sent you the limited edition PlayStation. They you were like, treat "You treat me great so work?
1: right. You treat me so That's right." Goddamn Greg. right.
0: And I, and I want you to know, I can take it away like that. All right. I'd like anytime to I want.
1: Hog hands, try. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Greg Hog Hands Miller, ladies and gentlemen. This, of course, is PSI love you. XOXO. We are your PlayStation podcast. Each and every week, Blessing and I come together to nerd about all things PlayStation. If you like that, head over to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. You can, of course, go there, ask us questions, give us your PSN profiles for judgment, answer your own questions, right? When we say, hey, we're doing a a review of Shadow of the Colossus, a 15-year-old video game, you write in with your own reviews to be part of the show. It's a great way to pass the time. Uh, Plus, at patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, you get the show ad-free. You can get it with the exclusive post show we do each and every week, and you can even get the Patreon-exclusive show Bless Up which is for $1. You get a a show that's exclusive only to Patreon each and every month. Right, Blessing? Exactly. Yeah, that's right. Uh, However, if you have no bucks tossed our way, it's no big deal. Oh, you can watch live, too. Just like the final boss fight is. Demetrius Newell is. Uh, Jacek Kooks. They're like nukes. So Kooks, yeah. Uh, Try Law. They're all watching live because they support us on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Thank you so much. Uh, Remember, if you have no bucks tossed our way, though, you can watch later on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Roosterteeth.com. And listen on podcast services around the globe each and every Tuesday morning at 6 a.m. Unless something goes wrong like last week and YouTube deletes all the information we have to put it up at like 7.30 a.m. because we missed it. Uh, Housekeeping for you. As always, ladies and gentlemen, there's a bunch of things afoot here kind of funny uh dc fandom is this saturday and we're treating it like it's my own personal e3 uh myself and the kind of funny crew will be on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games all day long uh, reacting to the panels for suicide squad kill the justice league wb montreal's game the snyder cut and every other dc movie coverage starts at 10 a.m pacific you won't want to miss it of course you can catch things later youtube.com slash kind of funny games uh youtube.com slash kind of funny for the movie stuff obviously games for the gaming stuff thank you to our patreon producers mohammed mohammed aka momo julian the gluten-free gamer skin tight salmon jeffrey p long i added the p this time i hope you're happy mr pp uh sancho west and of course james hastings our sponsor this week is the kind of funny games cast but for now let's be in the show with what is and forever will be this week's x's and o's greg Blessing. We're doing a
1: review. We're reviewing Shadow of the Colossus for the PS4. Of course, That's last right. week we did our uh, our PlayStation Piles of Shame, and sure. probably your most egregious one was Shadow of the Colossus, uh, one of the best, if not the best, first party first party PlayStation game ever published. Wow! Wow! Okay. You're swinging for
0: the fences with that one. That's what you're gonna
1: toss out. On so that. I. W- and so over last week we both played Shadow of Colossus. This week, of course, I'd played it already, but I I decided to revisit it for this review. At what Which number time, time playing
0: through? this is it for you? Which time is
1: it for you? Uh, probably four or five. Wow. Okay. okay. All together, because I, I I played it. I played the PS2 version. I played the PS3 version when it got uh, remastered in the in the Shadow of Colossus Eco Collection. I think I might have played it twice there, and uh, I played the ps4 version when it came out and so this is my second time playing the ps4 version which i think would add that up to about five times playing it
0: sure why this is your
1: first time playing it all the way through
0: all the way through so yeah if you want my personal story for it it goes like this of course shout the class has dropped october 18th 2005 here in the United States uh, for the PlayStation 2. At that time, I was living in Columbia, Missouri. I graduated school that summer, and I was officially working at the Columbia Daily Tribune. And I was broke as a joke, so I had asked my parents, uh, even though I lived in Missouri. Uh, at that point, was I even was I engaged? I don't forget. I, we had Portillo for sure. No, I wasn't engaged yet. Then. Uh, but Portillo was literally at uh, October 18th. I had had Portillo all of like a month and a half. My 15 year old wiener dog. Um, Asked my parents for it uh, at Christmas. I uh, drove to Chicago, celebrated with them. I got uh, from them Shadow of the Colossus on PS2 and whatever Hitman that was that came out at the same time that same year on PS2. Uh drove back to yeah. Columbia. I heard you know, EGM, IGN, everybody had been talking about this Shadow of the Colossus. I popped it in, and it just didn't click for me, and I did not understand what the hullabaloo was about, and put it aside, eventually traded it in for whatever else I needed to keep the addiction going, and then moved uh, in 2007 to work at IGN as a p- member of the PlayStation team, uh, you know, be directly under Chris Roper, the man who reviewed Shadow of the Colossus, and I don't know. You said it. I think you hit the nail on the head last week, Blessing, when we were talking about this, right? Of like, you're like, you've never beaten Shadow of the Colossus. And I'm like, no. And you're like, you have hosted a PlayStation podcast for how long? (laughs) 13 years, 13 years and counting. Uh, And I don't know how we started beyond. And there was, it was a slow time too. The PS3 was fucking shit in the bed left and right. When I started in 2007, I don't know how, this went under the radar there and no one called me on my bullshit that I had to go play this game that like, no, no, like this is something you you said you don't like it, but like you should really go back and play this game that we're measuring so many other PlayStation exclusives by and it wasn't like Roper was the only one who swore by this right like Mark Ryan uh, Sally from at the time IGN guides like had a his biker helmet on the back was a shadow sticker like he was a, one of the, the colossi and Somehow I got away with it and I dodged it and it got re-released on PlayStation 3. And as we talked about last week on my PSN profile, I popped it in. I beat the first Colossi and I was like, I'm good and never went back to it. And then it came to PlayStation 4 as the Blue Point remake. And I was like, I never liked it. I'm not even going to try it. Apparently, apparently I still find that ludicrous, but I have no history of the trophies at all. There's no, this is a brand new trophy list for me uh, when I started playing after the show last week and got into it. And so, yeah, this week went all the way through, played and beat it. So... What we then need to get into is a serious conversation, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, I'm Greg Miller, and I do a lot of characters, and I have a lot of fun out here, and I yell at you, and you're wrong. And then we're this is going to be a safe space. PS, I love you, XOXO. Right? Oh no, this oh, is going no, I know to be this is not <laughs> I know what that bit, means.
1: <laughs> this is not a
0: bit at all. This is not a bit. This is not me trying to shit on your favorite game of all time. Anyone listening, should, I went through the entire game and I beat it, and I rolled the credits. And it just doesn't work for me. It just doesn't hit for me. And I'm not even like saying, I'm not, by no means am I out here telling you it's a bad game. By no, like, it's funny when we read into the, the comments here of what we got and all the reviews people sent in, right? And even I've seen some people in the chat so far. Like, it's interesting where current tastes are on it. At least, again, this is such a haphazard poll. This is not the whole thing, yada, yada, yada. But even before we get to any of that, I am not coming at this telling you, fuck you and fuck your favorite game or a game you love or whatever. It just doesn't succeed at what it tries to do for me, Greg Miller. And I want you to know right now, August 17th, 322 PM Pacific Standard Time as I start on what will be a very arduous journey on this podcast. (laughs) I wanted it to click. I wanted to love it. I wanted to get to the sixth Colossus or Colossi and and have it go. I fucking get it. I understand what this is. I understand why people have this reaction to it. But for me, that moment never came and I went through the entire thing. So where I want to start with it for you, bless is I want you to start the review of what, what this game has meant to you, what it means to you, why it succeeds at what it's trying to do. Cause I don't want to,
1: I don't want to be negative. Well, I think for me and, and I part of me expected uh, uh, this reaction to your playthrough, and we kind of talked about this a little bit yet, uh, last week on uh, last week's episode. That like this game for me is a hard game to recommend in 2020, especially with the PS4 remake of it. I remember I think it was early this year where we were talking about uh, games of the generation or like the defining games of PlayStation or the games that we consider 10 out of 10s, and I think it was a Games Cast where where Tim asked me like. Oh, yeah, so, like, the PS4 version of Shadow Colossus, would you say that is is that your definitive one, your definitive version of the game? And part of, his, part of me is, like, yes, because it is the best-looking version of the game. Yeah. It is gorgeous. Like, it is the most, like, like th- this is the game for a modern console for all intents and purposes, or I'd say for most purposes. But with the game being brought forward and it b- being uh, ported and remade, I think that then elevates a lot of the the actual issues that are there with playing the game in 2020 because mm, mm. Shadow Colossus at its heart is a PlayStation 2 game. Even playing the PS4 yeah. version of it, it is the it is the PS2 game. Like they they did not touch it aside from the assets, right? Like they went in, redid how it looked, they went in, re-skinned the world, did all that good stuff, like maintained that that feeling of scale and maintained uh, uh a lot of the beauty in the in the design and it t- I would honestly say for me it is the best looking game I've ever played. Like I I, I kind of maintain that it is the most beautiful game that I played, both like visually, graphically, in terms of art direction, like everything about that appeals to me. When it, when you get into the gameplay, I totally understand everybody's complaints. Like there have been so many times where I've talked about this game, either on this podcast or GamesCast or tweeted about it or in general. And there's always there's usually a few people they'll reply and be like man like i tried this game and it didn't do it for me or man this game kind of sucks and every time i read those comments i'm like yes like you're not like you're not." <laughs> I, I see it <laughs> like, i
0: see what you're talking about <laughs>
1: i i understand anybody who plays this game and is like either it's not for me or like i hate this game like i don't necessarily like this isn't one of those games where i'm like every single person should play it i think everybody should play it for this from the sense of you know i think it's 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 short and I think there's value there in terms of how you can how the game can affect how you view video games as a medium and as an experience. Like I think the thing, one of the things I really like about Shadow Colossus is how much it marches to the beat of its own drum. It is almost to me like the AI Ghost of Tsushima, where playing Ghost of Tsushima in July, right? Like that game is so uh, easy to get into and it is so accessible, and it is very much a video game as video game, where it is, hey. Here's a checklist of things. Hey, you can fast travel anywhere. Hey, the course controls perfectly. Like, everything feels right in that game in a way that you kind of want a video game to feel. Like, the video game isn't working. Ghost Shima isn't working against you in any way. Where, on the other hand, Shadow Colossus feels like it's working against you at every single moment. And for me, like, that kind of works to the benefit of the game. But also, I understand how A20 playing that game uh, and it being unchanged from the original PS2 experience in terms of how it feels and controls and plays and how uh, aggro falls if you let them run to a wall. Like, I understand in 2020 that, yeah, this game is, is uh, you know, a hard rec- hard recommendation and is not going to be for everybody. Uh, so for me, you know, when you ask, like, what is it about the game that that does it back to when I first played the game on PS2? And I played this game. I think I've told this story on podcast. But I played this game uh, the same week that I played Melody All three. Like it was my friend Addison who lent me the game, and Addison, he was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, Addison, great name." Uh, and he was like, "Because I used to borrow games from Addison all the time. Like he was actually the friend who I first um, he was he was that friend who I'd go over to his place and uh, I'd watch him play games because he had uh, he had a PS2 before I did. And so I'm I'm always like like I, Addison, great friend, right? I'll, i was that kid who was like i'm gonna go to addison's house because he has the game console <laughs> that i that i'm jealous of because i had an n64 and went over to his place would uh watch him play games eventually i had a ps2 and he had all the games so i'd borrow borrow games from him all the time borrow god of war from him borrowed a uh, gta from him borrowed a bunch of different games from him uh there was one week where he was like hey borrow these two games because like these two games are, are really good necessarily like looked at these games but trust me when I say that these games are gonna blow you away and they were Shadow Colossus and Metal Gear Solid 3 and I went home and I played Metal Gear Solid 3 first and that was an ongoing experience because it was my first experience <laughs> with a Metal Gear Solid game and I had never experienced video games as a narrative medium to the extent of Metal Gear Solid 3 when I played sure. it like Metal Gear Solid 3 is the game that opened up my eyes to oh man this is a story that I truly love. Oh, man, these are characters between uh, Big Boss and the boss and the villains. Like, these are characters I really love. Like, I connected with a video game in that way for the first time through Metal Gear Solid 3. Uh, finished that, moved on to Shadow of the Colossus, and the way I describe my experience with Shadow of the Colossus is that is the game that opened me up to video games as an artistic medium for the first time. I would never really thought about, like, video games' as art. I'd never really thought about how video games can like touch the soul in any sort of way uh because i was young like i was not really looking for video games to do that when i played shadow of colossus that was the time where i was like where i, I think i was first opened my, my eyes first opened up to the idea of wow like visually this game is incredible especially on the ps2 i think visually the game uh uh was incredible at the time because i had not really experienced anything of that scale on ps2 as sure. far as like, as far as literal scale, not even how big the world is. Like, I'm talking about how you walk up to a Colossus and it feels bigger than life, right? Like, I think, that you, I mean, it's so that, foreign.
0: It's that thing of, like, you know, you think of how much Hullabaloo God of War 3 got for that opening segment before you realize you're on the back of a Titan. And then when it pulled yeah. out and you're on the back of a Titan, you're like, holy shit. Like, yeah, this game was doing that, you know, years before in 2005
1: yes yeah and so like to have that on ps2 i I think that was mind-blowing for me i think even structurally what the game was doing as far as hey there are no enemies in this game aside from these 16 colossi that you need to take out that was something that felt very new and unique to me uh the score uh was incredible uh the the way that it approached its story and had it feel very minimalist but still like hit where it matters right that felt very special to me and I compared it to um when we were talking about breath of Wild 2 on games castles last week mm-hmm. i brought in the shadow colossus comparison of yeah shadow colossus for me was a game that uh for me playing it brand new not knowing anything about it and going in and realizing what it was you know it was such an experience of discovery and um uh like curiosity and what it, like what's the next thing Okay, cool. I found the first Colossus. Oh man, it's this it's this big, big old dude. Uh, with I can't remember if he had a hammer. If I'm getting mixed up with another Colossus, but big old walking dude, right? Like, oh man, what a what a what an experience this is. I go on to the next one. It is like this this new beast that I hadn't seen before. Okay, cool. Sure. And going through those motions of discovering what the next Colossus is—you know, where do I have to go to find this one? Like, it it felt like such an uninterrupted um experience when it came to. Hey, explore and discover. And I, I I think that is what truly felt like new and what felt very special to me as I was playing it back then. Um and so yeah, like the, the game just the game for me just did a bunch of different things that uh, carried forward when I played it again on PS PS3 and when I played it again on PS4. Like I think the PS4 version of the game, back to what Tim asked me the question of like shadow collapse like what version, version is my yeah what what is the version uh for me when i think of shadow colossus was the definitive version i think i mentioned that like yeah playing the ps4 version is what kind of brought the game down a little bit as far as like how much i loved it because it did kind of expose like all right yeah like playing this game and by modern times after i played other games i've done similar things like sure. i think journey is a game that that goes for a similar kind of vibe and similar kind of tone and similar kind of unique kind of thing uh breath of the wild is another game that that you know, takes a a vast open world and kind of has it be somewhat desolate, and you know, make it, it it makes that experience more meditative. Like the Shadow Colossus doesn't necessarily feel as special in 2020, but for me, it is still. I still have that memory of playing it originally that holds it as still being something special and unique.
0: Let me bring in Travis Gatchkowski, who wrote into Patreon.com slash kind of funny games, just like you can, with a, long, a lengthy one, but I think gets to a point that you're talking about less. Hey, Blessing and Greg. I'm really glad you guys are playing slash replaying Shadow of the Colossus because my feelings on the game are complicated and have changed over time. I first played Shadow in 2016 on the PS3 HD version of the game. Long after the game was released and had blown minds. Parentheses, my first PlayStation exclusive was a PS3. Uh, I'm sorry, my first PlayStation console was a PS3. By then, the graphics were extremely dated, but I still remember marveling at how beautiful but simple visuals filled me with such emotion. I knew if it I knew if it was hitting me like that in 2016, it must have been hitting harder years earlier. The ending of the game blew me away. I absolutely loved it. Fast forward to 2018, and we get the remake from the ground up. I bought the game and was extremely excited to check it out once more. However, after multiple attempts, I put the game aside because I found it so incredibly dull on this new playthrough. It could have been that I wasn't in the mood for that kind of game, but I have two other theories about what made the re- what what about for why two other theories about why the remake didn't click. The first is that the updated visuals actually made the game world feel even more empty to me because they put me in the mindset of the game from this generation and Shadow came up lacking. The second is that Breath of the Wild eats this game's lunch. Breath of the Wild is so influenced by Shadow and after spending more than 200 hours in Hyrule, the magic of Shadow was stripped away entirely. Am I crazy? Did you feel this way on your playthrough? Do I need to give this remake another chance? Thanks for getting me through your workday, my workday, y'all, Travis. Is that similar to what you're saying in terms of like what you'd seen mm. on this replay? What the PS4 version did to you?
1: Yeah, no, I 100% agree. Like, especially with the the Breath of the Wild comparison. Like, when you look at Shadow Colossus and even even the elements such as, hey, when you when you kill a Colossus, the the light of it shoots into the sky, you know, so that yeah. it represents like, oh yeah, you beat this many Colossus, or like, hey, you remember when you were over here and you beat this colossus sure breath of the wild has a very similar mechanic with the divine beasts where when you finish the divine beast a laser shoots to the center of the map indicating that hey yeah you've done this thing um you know that combined with like i said before the 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 desolateness that's not a real, real world word but i'm making it one the desolateness of the, of the map right the um the feeling of, of exploration all this stuff like Breath of the Wild has that, and it has that in space, and it kind of yeah. it does eat Shadow of Colossus's lunch when it comes to that. Like the the same feeling I had my first time playing Breath of the Wild very much reflected the same feeling I had playing Shadow of Colossus uh, for the first time on the PS2. But yeah, Breath of the Wild kind of takes that and runs with it so far. That said, yeah, with the PS4 version, I think for me the thing that still remains as far as what makes the game special is how focused it is. I I almost think of Shadow of Colossus as an indie game like experience, but with the budget of a A game, mm, uh, it very mm. much doesn't. It 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 is very much. Hey, this is this is what it is. Like you you get what you get, and so you are going through. You are having this this unique experience where you are uh, uh, holding on to the last time for, for for uh, for your dear life to slay them, and we are giving you like this very specific story. But at the same time, right? Like we're not we're not abiding by what you necessarily would expect, you know, mechanically from a lot of video um, video games, especially like during the PS2 era, where you got, like, a lot of GTAs, you got yeah, yeah. a lot of GTA clones, you got a lot of, like, God of Wars, right? Like, this game came out in 2004, so we had seen quite a few PS2 games up to that point, and there was an idea of, this is what game design looks like if you want to make a game that's accessible, and that works, and that hits all the marks. Shadow Colossus very much does it, Fuck that, right? yeah. Yeah, um, and I think part of that is what turns it off for people, but also that is that is what makes it work for me it's interesting because i remember
0: and this is such a i mean god you you everybody listens to this podcast you understand that i struggled to remember six months ago but i remember uh when i would talk shit about shadow before at least not even talk shit because again that talking shit implies we're fucking around and i'm i'm not trying to be editorial objective and actually give you a review of some kind but i remember mm-hmm. being hung up When I would talk about shadow and what turned me off to it back in the day on PS2 and it being the controls. And I remember that became the argument over time, but not the explanation to the point that I can't tell you anymore what I didn't like about the PS2 controls. I remember I didn't like them, though. And I remember that it was a big deal that they updated them to some extent for PS4's version. And so... It's been interesting, you know, going through the PSL of you mailbag here, uh, seeing people's comments. You know, you and I, Josh, around on Twitter about it. I see people respond there, positive and negatively. And so many people still talk about the controls. And I feel, for me personally, climbing the Colossus and – or Colossi, uh, trying to slay them, all that stuff, at no point is it the control that I have a problem with. And I think you hit on something interesting that I think is – at the core of my issue with the game, or at least I should say, the core of me not enjoying the game. Again, I'm not here as telling you the game's not a masterpiece. That it didn't change gaming. That it isn't beautiful. That it isn't stirring. What I'm saying is it just didn't work for me. And I think part of that comes down to I think that I see. And granted, again, as we're talking, this is you know 15 years of games being advanced and us seeing so many different people move the medium forward. And so many of those people that move the medium in different directions point back and say, Shadow of the Colossus is one of our inspirations, right? It's one of the things that made me get into games. But I see so many of the ideas it's going for, and I don't see it succeed at them, and that made the turn off to me. And what I mean by that is, you know, Jen, uh, my wife, if you didn't know, I don't talk about her often on shows. Uh, She's a huge Shadow fan. You know what I mean? Like when, t- when, uh, uh, I want to say team eco. That was When Last Guardian shipped and we got the press ma- I got the press mailer, like she flipped out that like it had this thing and like a feather and all this crap. Uh she came by or was going to bed one night when I was playing. And or no, it was when I first started it, and I'd already been playing for like an hour or so, and she was out here talking about emails and this thing. And I was like, uh-huh. And she's like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. You're playing this incredibly, you know, contemplative game, this, you know, uh, this serene game, and I'm ruining it by talking, you know, doing all these things. Like you're supposed to be like in there meditating kind of. And I was like, Am I? Is that like the mindset I'm supposed to have? Because for me, if that's the idea that I'm supposed to be there, and it, her saying that helped me reframe it and helped me get to where I was because, you know, I, one of my favorite emails we got about this uh, came from Wit who wrote into patreon.com slash games and says, I have nine words to describe my time with Shadow of the Colossus. <laughs> fuck the horse, fuck the horse, fuck the horse. I've never played Shadow before this week, and I wanted to love the game so much. The score is beautiful. The story is artfully composed, and the design of both the bosses and battles is incredibly compelling and still unparalleled the games. The world is expansive, beautiful, and empty without ever feeling lifeless, but exploring the world is a pain in the ass. Our, uh, ag- agro? Agro, ag- yeah. Is, that, is it aggro? I, I don't remember. I thought yeah, I I, It sounded different when I thought I hit the button. Uh, tank controls are unnecessarily difficult. I never knew what size the cliff she could jump off of. Uh, I never felt that I had control of her speed, and she would randomly transition between gallop, trot, and halt with almost no rhyme or reason. Finally, uh, Agro uh, continues Ueda's mission of co- companion AI in his games to piss me off, and he has said in an interview that Argo was not uh, Agro was not meant uh, not supposed to respond to your commands. However, I do not think this goal should apply to the main mode of the travel in the huge open world, and the key and several boss fights and aggro's refusal to come when i call lead to my death multiple times as someone who had other problems with controlling the wander or the camera and absolutely adored everything else oh no other problems controlling wander or the camera and adored everything else about the game i'm sad with my irritation of aggro affected my game as much as it did there's a not even a before and after there's the reframing conversation i had with jen where i got a bit more oh okay and so then it would because i had i was and would continue to have problems with aggro as well in terms of just turn no okay this is too much that's too oh yeah to where once I started thinking of it more of this was going to be a meditative thing and these spaces were meant to be more open. And I even went back, you know, this is post review, but or post us finishing it. I went back and read, uh, Chris Roper, uh, you know, podcast beyond founder, one of my bosses at IG when I got hired, read his original review of it. Right. And even there, he's talking about how this is meant to be this, uh, uh cinema, uh, cinemographic experience, right. Cinematic experience, uh, of like, you know, getting lost mm-hmm. in it. And, Once I had had that conversation with Jen and once I started paying attention to how not I thought aggro should control, but how aggro actually controlled, it worked a bit more for me. But again, to that thing of I see what you're trying to do, but you don't hit the levels uh, of success with me of, all right, cool. I'm on the horse. And rather than try to turn it like I would with a horse in The Witcher, like I would with a horse in Ghost of Tsushima, like I would actually guide it. It was more about... You know shine the light follow the light point it in that general direction and then like especially on like weaving paths or trying to get on the bridge right just let it go don't micromanage the stick I was holding triangles so that aggro would gallop along and it was that not that they're bumping into it the game actually did let it course correct and did let it try to ride and I'm like when it works I'm like I get it and that's great when it still wouldn't let me go a little bit to the left go a little bit to the right do whatever but I needed to. That's when I would get frustrated of like, cool, if you're going for the meditative thing, I hold triangle, you know where I'm going or I'm pointing in the general direction and lock me on and go that way, you know, bring up the cinema bars. And again, I'm getting too specific now for a game that was in 2005. But what I'm saying is put me on those rails to make that happen. So I have that moment of sitting there and doing it, even if it is just more shining the light and like the light really guides me where I'm going. Something to that level. Yeah, yeah. It could... I saw what they wanted. I understood what they were trying to evoke in me. And when it wouldn't happen, it was like, oh, God, that pisses me off. When it would be that, I would jump off the horse, be like, this is too tight a corridor. I'm going to go on it on foot, and then you'll catch up to me. When we get back to an open area, you catch up to me. I don't want to fuck around with this right now. You know, come with me, and we'll do it that way. It was those moments breaking me out of the serene landscape of taking in this giant, picturesque you know, plateau I'm riding across.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, and I'm pretty much 100% with you there. I think... I think this is a reflection of two things for me i think one Mm -hmm. it being a a 2005 game like i I, back then like i didn't necessarily have as much of an issue with aggro uh and how he controlled playing this game when it came out on ps4 that's when those issues for me first started to arise of like oh man i played plenty of horse games now like i know how horses (laughs) should control in video games and this isn't necessarily it i think the way aggro controls in the game is kind of a reflection of that but also i think this game does something in terms of the 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 actual the so the thematic elements of struggling to conquer a thing like the first for pretty much all the colossi right you have the element of hold a button in order to grab Mm-hmm. um or at least if like if you're playing with my control scheme, because i actually don't know how it's like playing with other control schemes and what or what they fix because you're doing I'm playing, modern I, right yeah, well no i play with the classic control scheme oh like with the same control scheme on ps2 yeah because that's just what i know and like that, sure, that sure, works sure, pretty sure, fine sure. for me um it'd be harder for me to switch than to just play with that and so sure, for, for me exactly. it is it would be like triangle to jump and then r1 to to um grab, grab yeah, so that's something.
0: still how it is for uh modern controls
1: okay yeah so like that that would be my control scheme and with the game, for, for pretty much all colossi, right? Like, you'd have that moment of you holding on for your dear life, the colossi shaking to, to, to get you off. And sometimes, like, you would fall, and it'd be frustrating. You'd be like, okay, what man, all right, dang. Um, and other times, like, you'd make it through. But I think, for me, the game very much kind of drills home the idea of, hey, you are, you are very fragile as a small mm-hmm. human in this big world filled with big uh, big beasts right like when you get hit hard you're stuck on the ground for quite a few seconds like you don't get up for for a little bit um uh like stuff like that i I feel like is meant to like drill home the fact that you are like you're on this adventure and everything is everything is working against you that kind of feeds into the horse a bit even though i feel like most of what's going on with the horse is just the control scheme ain't, ain't that great like the way the horse controls isn't that great but i think part of it too is the fact that while you're on aggro right like they want you to to uh, be able to turn and maneuver with your uh, bow and arrow in order to like take down certain colossi they want you to have they want you they want they want aggro to kind of work as its own being at the same time sure. too and so like when you are turning around with your bow and arrow aggro is pretty much running it uh, running by herself and We'll run into walls, and that will be frustrating because I don't know if real real horses actually work that way. We'll, well, where they'll just run into a wall if you're not paying attention to the not being. telling me to go left or right. I'm just gonna kill myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I don't think that's how horses work, and so that does get frustrating but I think it does kind of feed in back to that central thematic element. And of, I get that. And hey, that was, everything's kind of working against you. In and
0: like, I, I, I feel that. And I, and I also understand like when I, I do remember on podcast beyonds dunking on the controls for being crap and PS2 or whatever. And people be like, well, no, it's about this struggle. And I get that in the narrative aspect. This is uh, yet another, like, I see what you're going for. It just doesn't work for me where for me personally, and maybe this is, easy mode, maybe whatever bullshit. I feel it just would have made more sense if once I got to the top of the mountain, you know, and I'm being very literal about the top of these colossi or whatever. Mm-hmm. If there, it was one thing that you hit, not one thing, but like what you get to the final weak point and you hit it once and it's over. Cause to your point of like, I, I do like the idea of oh my god my grip's about to go I'm going to fall off. Oh god, you know, how, how am I going to do this? I'm going to balance it right in between. If I think this is the time to stand up. That's great. It would be when I know the game wasn't doing something or I would I guess it's me. I wasn't doing what the game wanted and I would get I, it would be he would shift his feet for the wrong reason at the wrong time and then fall. It would be that uh you know it, it's The wonkiness and clumsiness of games in general, but especially PS2 games, where one of my frustrations with this game is that, guess what? There's one way to fucking do this and Mm -hmm. you gotta figure it out. And that's always been a turn off in puzzle games for me, let alone something like this. And again, where this game wants to be this meditative thing, but it also wants to be this puzzle. But it also, so like, you know, the first time, and this is a full spoilers, by the way. I'm sure everybody knew that coming in, but just to make sure, you know, when the final fucking Colossus, Colossus number 16, right? I sit there and I'm like, how the fuck? Do-? Well, first, and how the fuck do I get close without getting blown up? I work my way over there. How do I get up this fucking skirt? Get up the fucking skirt. Get there. You know, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. I stab him in the arm. He pulls me off the arm. And it's like, oh, shit, I'm about to fall. So I, you know, walk around to his hand and or this hand, I guess, this hand yeah. to the top. And he did this thing where he moved. And I was able to jump off of his hand onto the shoulder. And I was like, great. Mm-hmm. And I start stabbing the shoulder and it didn't register the first few hits. And I was like, what the fuck? And then it did it again. I was like, Oh, okay. And so then, uh, I went up to the head, but I, I, got knocked off and I was like, fucking God damn it. I had to work my way all the way back up there. And then I kept doing, trying to do that jump like three or four times
1: that specific one is notorious for me where every time i play child colossus i forget what the solution is and i'm i'm on that palm for however like however long being like and you barely have enough
0: time to get over and i'm like what the fuck am i doing wrong what am i doing wrong and i won't lie like i went and looked at the ign wiki for it and it went it's twice i'll tell you about the first one because it's the same idea where it was like oh and then you know you get to the top of the hand and then shoot him in the shoulder and i was like oh so, I my ax- the first time I did what I thought was logical, jumped over there. That wasn't what I was supposed to do. And that's like, not. I, don't, I didn't look up stats, but I assume one in a, a million, one in a dozen that you can actually do that at a very specific moment. Like, well, fuck, yeah. I just was wasted all this time getting more and more frustrated at it to find out that I wasn't even on the right track. You know, then you shoot him in the fucking shoulder, you get over there in two seconds, you're up on his head. I'm like, ah, this is how the game's ending. You know what I mean? Like, my last battle. And the similar one, the other time I used it, I know, I did, yeah, second time. Uh, I believe it actually is Colossus number 15 the big old boy where you walk through the pillars and there's, yeah, this is right. And there's the two overhangs. And it was the thing of like, all right, cool. Clearly I have to jump to this little bit lower ledge and I'm doing the thing and it's not working. I'm like, motherfucker, what the fuck? And eventually he came over and stomped and it went up, but it went up sideways rather than right in front of it. And so I was like, oh, I get it. And I ran and jumped and missed it. And I was like, what the fuck? That's not the answer? And so then I went to the wiki, and it's like, oh, no, he has to stomp right here, and then it'll go... I'm like, oh, my God. You know what I mean? Where it's like Mm -hmm. a clipping air that is what threw me off to make me look like... To sit there and go, what the fuck am I... Like, it just sucks, because, like, when you... When I feel like... I put on the thing here, you know, your favorite... My favorite Colossus, right? was Colossus fourteen which was uh, the, I call him Team Ramrod, <laughs> that little fucking dude who's running around knocking into the pillars, yeah. right? And I'm not even you don't even really fight him. You climb the pillars and then use him to move you away. I was like, this is ingenious. This is fun. I like this idea and the wrinkle to the gameplay of, it's no longer about direct confrontation, right? It is about getting away from him. Uh, I would say his brother or whatever he was, the one who looked really similar, who was afraid of fire. That was another one where I was like, that's that was really actually, good. that's really cool. Cause it was the same thing of like, oh, fuck, what am I doing wrong? How do you do What do I do? And then, like, when I was like, I, I think he either hit me or I just chased me into that corner and I got up there and he knocked the thing down. I was like, ah, oh, fuck. And I, of course, sent him the wrong way and sent him into the crevice I came from to begin with. And I'm like, oh, this ain't right. Mm-hmm. And then I fucking did the other. Like, those things are cool and fun and I enjoyed them. But then it, I, but I don't think of those when I think of this game. I think of the frustration of those last two I was just talking about. I think of, uh, when uh i think he was the i don't know the flying boy with the sacks on his belly where i was oh, like oh man sacks and i'm shooting from the ground I'm like i'm not hitting him I'm like okay well there's these things over here to climb and you can't really like there there's very specific areas to climb and so then i got into a very specific ledge and it was like i'm sure i could have run around and chased some other things but i just sat on this fucking ledge and waited him to combine, then get on him and take them it's like hmm. oh like this just isn't epic to me the way it's working and i this is again the balancing act we're talking about of playing a game from the ps2 era 15 years later where yeah like what haven't we fucking done in a video game right now and how you have all these crazy epic moments and stuff like that but even to ps2 like there's an interesting argument here for i wish in so many different ways that 2005 greg would have committed and played all the way through it or that 2007 Greg would have been ordered by Chris Roper to sit down and fucking play this game. You're not doing anything else. Yeah. You're not reviewing any of these other PSP games, so you fucking play this game all the way through. Because even like, you know, so many of the things we got written written in are. Oh uh, yeah, hold on. Here's one, right? Uh, no, that's not one. There's people who are writing in being like, I just don't fucking get it. Like I, but it is you're playing this game in in 2020, right? And there has been so yeah. much time between and it. it.
1: And that's the thing that makes it kind of interesting to recommend because I've had it both ways. To where I recommend it to somebody and they'll come out of it and be like, "Yo, that was an incredible experience. Like, I'm so glad I played it." And they're talking about the PS4 version, right, for the first time. And then I will have the opposite thing of people come out coming out of it and being like, "That was bullshit. Like, I don't like. I don't get how y'all could like this game. This game sucks. Control. See, all, and all that's the thing that is, stuff. I I it's like a roll of the dice. I know you're
0: not t- putting me in that category." Is, but I want to make sure everybody's clear that, like, that's, I don't think, the right take to have on it, right? Like, the game doesn't suck. The game is just particular about what it's doing. And this is actually a point I was driving at a while back that I just didn't make it to. But it was when I, you were talking about it, be it's an indie game with a A budget. It would have been, I, I, and I know I'm applying things that just are impossible, but I would have loved to have seen this game done with how I think an indie would do it now where I do think it would yeah. be more of what I'm talking about, where the puzzle is getting to the top and then stabbing them. And maybe that means there's more shake-offs, there's more spots to hit on your way up. There's a way to do it, but when you get up there, you're accomplished, and it's goon. Because I hated being up there and not even being afraid of falling off because my grip's going to go. Because I really... I, I, I'm, In terms of like my grip running out, I think it happened not even more... I can count them all on one hand. It was more the fact of like, all right, cool. Like I, one of the flying guys, it was like, all right, cool. Now jump to the top and it jump off of his limb to the thing. And I did it and it didn't clip and he just fell away. I was like, motherfucker, you know what I mean? Or trying to jump off the fucking hand or all these other things where it's like, I think that if you could have made those fights end quicker, like the goal was, can you get up this puzzle to the top and just get there once and do it. And then mm-hmm. I think it would have shaved off time of the game. And I think you would have had a more, Compact experience if you would have had what I was talking about earlier in terms of like riding from one to the other and it is just autopilot the entire way unless you hit something to then go off to the shrine or go off to the whatever. I think that would have spoken more for what they were trying to do. And again, I know I'm pain- I'm giving ideas with a 2020 mindset versus what it was in t- 2005 and why this game was a breakout. And it's again back to why I wish I would have been forced or forced myself to play through it at the time because so, because so many arguments were like, I don't see what the big deal is like, whatever. And of course you don't in 2020, but even for me in, tw- in uh, 2005 playing this game and getting to that first Colossus and being like, all right, yeah, he's big, whatever. Like, Would I have felt different if I had gotten to the flying dudes or would I have also been frustrated at, all right, the guy's flying in. I right, shoot the guy with the arrow to, in the water to get his attention. He flies on in, and I hit jump, and I hold R1, and it didn't grab this time, and I'm in the fucking water. Motherfucker. All right, swim back to the fucking section. He's got to mm-hmm. circle a bunch before. We, all right, shoot him, shoot him, shoot him. Did it work this t- Didn't fucking, goddamn it. You know, like, I mean, that was I me on the couch.
1: Like, some of that stuff, like, did work for me, though. Uh, like, I, I to the stuff you're saying, I think is, like, 100% valid, and definitely, like, in 2020, like, 100% valid um, complaints to have and, like, critiques to have. I think for me, you, you mentioned a lot the meditative experience of it, which is a big part. I know like for me, the um, I forget if it was Daniel Dwyer or somebody who did a video essay oh, sure but maybe. was comparing the in between spaces of the game. And so like the, the the when you think of Fallout or you think of No Man's Sky, like yeah. the, the, the moment of the moments of those games where it is just exploration and you're just making your way from point A to point B or you're just making your way through the world uh, at your own leisure and doing your thing. There is something so satisfying and meditative, and I think special about those experiences that I think reflects so much of what I enjoy about Shadow Colossus. Where it is, hey, there are, there are no side quests. There's no like, I mean, there are collectibles technically, but they don't really emphasize the collectibles. Like there are like, f- there's um, lizard like, tails, fruit- yeah, lizard tails, and like fruit you can get from fruit trees that'll th- that will increase your stamina stamina and health but you can completely ignore them if you and you probably will ignore them your first playthrough because I was gonna don't.
0: say I did right like i I yeah. did the thing where I prayed at every uh or not everyone, every I a trophy but I prayed at all the shrines yeah. I saw which increases my health right and then, or my red bar, the yeah, I'm yeah, at your health, or whatever. Honestly,
1: I, thought, I never really understood what they it did. Either fill it, the it either fills
0: it up or does it, but every time it would it go up at it. the end. But I was, by in, the time I got, oh, no, it does refill it, but I was like, all right, whatever. And then the lizard tail things I would shoot and get, but I wasn't sure if they were giving me any benefit.
1: In the PS2 version, those are your save points, I believe, the the gotcha. shrines. And so like gotcha. I barely even like paid attention to them in the PS4 version, but they probably do the refill your health or something. Yeah. Um. Or you can probably get them for trophies. You can. There, there's but, definitely a trophy
0: for them. I went to the but
1: one. i think for me shadow colossus does have that dynamic of the meditative experience which is all the in-between spaces right making way uh-huh. making way from the um central cathedral or shrine or where you want to call it uh to the colossus or to the colossi right like that is that is where the meditative experience ex- uh exists for me i made a tweet this last week as i've been playing through the game and taking screenshots because i took screenshots like you had a lot well played. I had a lot of screenshots and I didn't post most of them, which should give you an idea because I posted <laughs> a lot. Uh,
0: you just glitched one out. Of so my hard hard. Like, <laughs> oh no. But You're yeah, fine, I, po- no, I posted a
1: lot of you know, things. we understood. <laughs> um, but I one of my tweets was like, This game has two moods, right? And one of the screenshots was me making my way through through a forest on aggro, and the other screenshot was me face to face with one of the colossus, one of the colossus and to me that is kind of the the um, dichotomy of the, that the game sure. is facing within its its tone and its and it, i guess its themes right like on one hand it is being meditative with that travel aspect of the game on the other hand when you when you are facing a colossus like it is meant to be a struggle like the, what the game is trying to communicate to you is how difficult those things can be to take down and granted like a lot of them are pretty easy if you know what you're doing um but you know when it when it comes to that struggle of hey you need to stab this thing multiple times in the head or multiple times on the arm in the head or however that thing may uh may shake out like that i think that that is what makes that experience of them like shaking you off as the blood is spouting out right like Mm, such a mm. uh an epic like uh uh intense moment right because it is like what all right am i gonna be able to hold on like how, how long does this thing last and for my first playthrough on ps2 that that was communicated a lot better to me than my last play playthrough on PS4 because because one I was doing New Game Plus which I believe let me keep my health in my stamina and so I was the I was getting through those things clowning them so I was clowning these colossi. eye but then also like I know all the solutions my first yeah, time course. playing through the game where I don't I don't know see uh, what I'm doing like that felt way more and um, that's my thing where like
0: to the even the meditative aspect of it or contemplative or whatever you want whatever you want to put what I found shocking about the game this playthrough my playthrough in getting past number one even was the fact that it was so rare i mean it must maybe even only once or whatever to die by the, yeah it was i think team ramrod at one point knocked me down and then it was in this loop of i just couldn't get up every time i'd get up he'd hit me back down uh but it was so rare to be killed by the colossi and maybe this is just me personally but it was more it was the thing of I felt like I had plenty of time to run away. Oh, the one dude who also shot lasers out of his side horns or no, out of his whatever. Oh, the one, with, the one in the, water. the geyser, the one with the geyser where I had to oh, get the turtle man God. over the geyser. He had my yeah. number for a long time where I couldn't figure out where to dodge roll. Um, anyways, it, I was shocked that it wasn't okay. These class, this class is going to kick my ass and kill me. It was the, to your point and where, and where I think we're on the same page even is just like the journey of figuring out how to get up there and how to take them out was more of it for me, where even then it was about balancing. Like, I think there's a, there's a middle ground for us. I think of Sackboy boy with his fucking sacks that you shoot out and then climb on him and he fly you around. Like, you know, you take out one of his yeah. uh, weak points and he dives under the sand and loses you. Right. Like that's what I'm talking about. I think it's just like it's keep that entire thing, but make it one hit. So it's just going faster. And I feel like, again, the for, for me, it's focusing the gameplay on how do you, climb the mountain not what did you do when you're at the top because i felt like that was where i got rinse and repeat to an extent mm-hmm. where i understood of course that okay i'm up here have the sword out crawl in the hair find the thing stab in there of course horrifying because you act like a tick this entire game and you know how much i don't like ticks uh that's true it's i get it it's the same way it's you know we're very much in the uh, <laughs> we're standing on other sides of the border shaking each other's hand where it's like i get why people love this game i can see it yeah it just doesn't click for me that way
1: to to your point of us being a tick in this game right like how did the how did the story elements in the themes of the game refl- um sit with you because one of the big things in the game is you're go- you're going into this forbidden land to do this bad thing right yeah. like you are you you're trying to to resurrect this girl uh, and to do so, like, you have to release a curse and you have to go through and kill these colossi who, for the most part, are just buying their own business. And you, sure. are, you, you are coming through and causing destruction. Um, and that and that's not really a thing that's communicated to to you until a lot later. Yeah. How no, did, I that, thought, how did I thought all that sure. kind of sit with you? I thought that – and this is another
0: one of, like – yeah, I've I've I haven't rolled credits on Shadow of the Colossus, but I've covered PlayStation for thirteen years. I'm aware of the story, right? I'm aware of how this ends. I'm aware of where this goes. Again, playing it, it was that shock to an extent of like what it's like midway through the game, maybe even three fourths the way of the game, where that crew of priests or whoever ride onto the scene and are like, "Oh my god, we got to get to the thing." And it was like, "Oh fuck, we're gonna drop this in here. We're gonna get it going here." And like to get, I thought again for what I'm looking for out of those games, I would have wanted that earlier i would have wanted to know even if we were getting more from wanderer himself about what was going on like i found it so interesting the people who talk about the and even you earlier talking about like you know what this storytelling meant to you and what it showed you for games and stuff again it's grading on a curve that doesn't is a complete cheat and also knowing that you know things i remember roper talking about the kid with the horns and having theories and eco and all this stuff oh
1: yeah and how that connects. like
0: It, for me, it it was like, oh okay, yeah, like I, I, okay, cool, and like you know, having it ruined that you're the bad guy or whatever early on. I mean, years ago for me or whatever, knowing we were building to that, I think I don't know if that reveal at the end would have worked better or worse or I- indifferent to me because again, the way it's all set up, I feel like it's such a afterthought where you're going through and doing all this to try to save this girl, whether she be your sister, love or whatever, and you get the end and then these guys show up and they're not really that. And then it was more the shock of like, Oh yeah. I mean, he's a zombie. Oh, they like, you know, he's, they've been killing and bringing him back from the dead to do their bidding. And here he is about to, and then he gets sucked away and then there's a baby there and then it's credits. And I was just like, all right, like I, I, I definitely didn't get the heartstrings. I didn't get the, Oh my gosh, kind of thing out of it. But See, you did, me, right?
1: I mean, yeah, like that. I think that was one of, one of the things that hit the biggest for me. For me, this game is almost, uh, this was my first time with The Last of Part Two, for all intents and purposes, in mm-hmm. terms of the how those games kind of reflect each other in themes. Like without spoiling The Last of Us Part Two, that game obviously is a game about revenge and the cycle of revenge and how sure. that can bring about destruction, right? And like, you know, you can ask the question in that game, like, am I like, am I doing the wrong thing here? Like, sure, am sure, I playing sure, sure. the bad guy? And Shadow Colossus was kind of my first appearance with that. As far as it kind of communicating like the vid- like, as the player, we come into Shadow Colossus and we are doing what we're trained to do, right? We're going in and we're killing these monsters. We're going in and we're saving the the princess or the lover or the sister or whoever whoever she may be. And we're doing this thing that comes very natural to us. But as you're going, going in further and further, you kind of put together the puzzle pieces of, oh yeah, like every time I kill one of these colossi, like I get <laughs> injected with whatever this dark energy is. By the time you get later in the game, I feel like, I don't know, one thing that I'll I, I feel like I got to take away from the poor version of the game is I don't know if they communicate as well that your character is decaying like as you get further and further like in the PS2 mm. version it seemed more visual in terms of after like classes fourteen I didn't 14, get that here
0: I didn't get that here. yeah
1: like if you look at your character in the PS2 version and even the PS3 uh, remaster like you could see that like there is like some like there there are, there are veins in your face that like appear like black right like you seem like you're getting darker and darker as you're progressing progressing through the game and that is to communicate that you, whatever you're doing here is pretty much destroying you um like between between that between like yeah the elements of the soldiers coming through halfway through the game um uh in the cutscene, you realize that there's there's something there's something going on here um and even like the sad music that plays after you kill a colossi right like or a colossus there are there are signifiers that Hold on,
0: kevin's s- bringing this up over here
1: Hold on, I'm trying to full If you're an audio second, listener, Kevin's
0: bringing up the faces. It looks like of the decay. Here.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, you kind of, you, you kind of go from like regular guy to to kind of appearing darker and darker as the game goes on. Gotcha. But I can't really see it in this in the yeah, screenshot. It's, it's not great. And it only goes up to the twelfth Colossus, but it looks like that might be the end.
0: Little Golem there. Yeah, that's yeah, the that end, looks like it's sure. the very end.
1: Yep. Um, but yeah, like I, for me, while playing playing through this game the first time, this was my first experience of a game communicating to you that hey maybe sometimes killing is bad like maybe sometimes you are like you are like as a player you are blindly taking part in this senseless violence that of course like to this character has a meaning right but you don't know that like you are you are just um uh you know being involved and you are you are actively being involved making the choice to be involved as a player um and, and seeing this this thing through like that was something that and it's not it doesn't feel like necessarily a new thing for a video game to do in 2020 or 2018 when this ps4 version came out but when i originally when i originally played the game on ps2 that was a thing that i was, that I took away and i was like huh like that's really powerful to me Um uh, both from a video game meta perspective and from the narrative of the game itself and how and how that that stuff wrapped up toward the end
0: who is your favorite colossus or colossi
1: oh this, this is a good question because i'm inclined to say avion which i believe is colossus number five like the flying bird guy um that was like a, over the water just because that feeling of grabbing onto its its wings and like that feeling of speed i think is really awesome i think that's the first time you experience a a flying colossus um though 13 i also like a lot which is the big old snake guy in the air with the the uh, old sack boy under him. old sack boy yeah old sack boy. i really like, like that oh, one there. my my least favorite one used to actually be uh, would you call him Team Rod? Or team, yeah, team Team Ramrod. Uh, team Ramrod. Yeah. How can you not like Team Ramrod? My first. I remember my first time playing that one being so frustrated, and I could not figure it out. Uh, for the life of me, that that's one that took me forever to forever to get through. Is that a super climbing up and doing reference? the stuff? Was that coming? what, Kevin? Sorry, I was saying, is that a Super Troopers reference? That
0: is that is a, that is, a, that is a Super Trooper Super Trooper reference. For me, uh-huh. it was
1: that was the first Colossus that was. Hey, you got like a big old arena, and you got to go in a circle and figure out like how to get this thing to interact with the elements in the world. And like I, go, going back to it, it's very clever, and I like it a lot more knowing how to approach it. But I remember just struggling super hard trying to figure out what the puzzle is. Um, so question for you too: did hmm.
0: did you have the same help the sc- help screens or tips where like if you struggle long enough with the Colossus, they pop up and like, oh, this guy's fucking afraid of this thing in I ps2 because so. i don't oh, that, PS2? No. yeah okay because okay. ps4 you can turn it off or leave it on i left it on obviously because i was on a timetable and i was already frustrated with some fights so i didn't want to sit there forever yeah. uh but i thought that i was like this doesn't seem like a classic solution this does not seem how it would have been in 2005
1: yeah that very much that very much seems like a hey the modern day gamer isn't about struggling for hours on end trying to figure a thing out um and see and versions i have that
0: that's you know i mean i know that like uh you know, there's an interesting question that I doubt we'll actually get to today. Maybe we'll save it for the post show. Maybe we'll do it for uh, the next episode of PS. I love you. That here you know, I scrolled all the way to it. Super bright wrote in and was like, "How have your gaming chase how How have your gaming tastes changed during the PS4 generation?" I think it's an interesting in general question about how your gaming tastes have changed. The one thing I always go back to is. And I think you see it the most when I talk about adventure games and I specifically when I talk about like Tim Schafer of how I love Tim Tim's, you know, close friend. I think he he does. He's been so good to kind of funny and I'll be damned if I can never finish one of his games outside of when Poe and I went through full throttle, but it's because adventure games to me are so frustrating. Where I'm not lost in the experience. I'm constantly reminded of I'm fucking playing this game. And how, why the fuck can't I open this door when I have the key. But it needs a shoe that goes up there. To chewing gum to a lot. You know what I mean? Like some weird adventure game kind of puzzly thing. I wonder if in 2005. Because that has never changed for me. If that was one of the things mm-hmm. here. Where again I have no way of proving how far I actually got. In the, the original Shadow Classes, But did I play it to a point where. I was stumped at a boss and I looked it up and then I was like well now I'm going to look up this entire game. I, I cuz I think even now of playing games and granted we get so much stuff early and uh you know there aren't guides available. But I do remember in the PlayStation 2, PS1 and 64, you know, all the when old gaming, when I was a young boy, like it was that constant fight of not using strategy guide. it was that idea that using a strategy guide was you know you're fucking pussying out man what a weak way to play this game man like you're not you're not actually playing the game <coughs> whether that be someone a GameStop saying it to my face whether it be me and your your friends talking about it but i do remember games that if they needed a walkthrough or really did i remember when i started using them being like i'm just not enjoying this anymore and it was that I'm not enjoying it because I'm frustrated and don't know how to advance. And then I'm not enjoying it because I'm just reading it. And once I start reading it, what's going to stop me from reading it and going on? And so to, you know, be at that point that I'm talking about where I'm like, shit, I'm like, I actually wear a watch. I look at the wrong wrist. Shit, like we're running out of time. There's a P. I know that I, I am an adult and I know how much free time I have for this game and how much time I have for the other things I need to do. Like, I'm going to... What am I doing wrong in this boss fight? And then I look it up and it turns out I'm just not having him stomp in the exact right spot, right? Mm-hmm. Because for me, it's a one, one and done situation of, well, he did it and it didn't work, so what the fuck? I mean, I, that's... The, I hold think, on. The point I'm right, driving to right, is that like, right. that is such a unique time stamped thing that I don't do anymore, nor have I done in the longest mm-hmm. amount of time. Like, if I use a guide now, it's because I'm... Well, how the fuck do you get this trophy? What's the easiest way to do this crazy thing to get this achievement? Like, I'm not looking for how the fuck do I beat this boss? How do I go and do this? Now granted, obviously if I'm playing something, if I was playing something like Bloodborne hardcore and I was getting stomped by a boss, maybe I would be. But maybe I'm not because I'm just not I'm so put off by those types of games that they're just not part of my world. Like I don't do yeah. you feel like you're using guides anymore really to find out how to get past uh boss A Z,
1: how to get through this area, how to do this thing? Well I'm I'm pretty similar to you in that respect as far as like not necessarily wanting to play stuff that i need guides for and i i mean that's partly uh what kind of put me off of persona 5 during my original playthrough like a bit a big issue i have with those games is that there for persona there is a perfect playthrough for that game like you could you could nail all the uh confidence and social skills and all the different things you need to if you If you, if you like play a day by day playthrough of that game, which would require you to to essentially look at a walkthrough the whole playthrough. And I've never, I've never enjoyed feeling incentivized to like follow a walkthrough. And that is probably why that is. That kind of feeds back into why I'm not a huge trophy hunter is that I just don't want to be pulling up a thing constantly while playing a game.
0: Well, see, too, I I know you're still in the middle Mm -hmm. of your point, but that's the same thing with me about certain trophies, right? Of, like, Persona 5 uh, uh, Royal, right? Where it's like, oh, it's an easy Platinum, and I went and looked, and it's like, well, do this. and I'm like, nope, not even going to worry about it because I don't want to fall into that trap. Go ahead, sorry.
1: Yes, but I think to your point of, you know, that being a a hang-up for you, I think this comes to me of what is... Where do you find fun in video games? Like, I, I, for me, I know I really love puzzle games. I really enjoy the act of solving a thing. That is why The Witness is one of my favorite games of the generation. That's part of why I really like Hellblade, because Hellblade has a lot of puzzle elements to it too, right? Inside Limbo, I really enjoy puzzle games. And when you, when we talk about the struggle that exists in Shadow of Colossus, like I talk about it a lot, and I know people are probably gonna, some people are gonna interpret it as like, man, Blessing struggled a lot in the game. How does he like this thing so much? I do enjoy the struggle that exists in Shadow of the Colossus in terms of sitting and figuring out how do I solve this thing. Like how do I? What am I? What am I missing here? And like looking around at the environment, looking around at what's on the Colossus, trying to figure out what I am missing. That is an experience that I I, I truly enjoy in video games, um, which I which is why I think for me, that's why Shadow of the Colossus kind of translate, translates a bit better into how I play video games, what I look for in a video game. That's why I love yeah. like Zelda games so much. Also, um, if I can chime in here too,
0: yeah, go for it. And again, I know you're in the middle of your point. This is just an addendum. That is one of the reasons, again, I was surprised that it worked for me in shadow of the classes, PS4. And why I was asking about PS2, because I wonder if that's at the root, if that wasn't there, that that turned me off as well. Cause here it would be, yeah again serene this giant scope i don't have to worry about it killing me i just have to worry about how to get this fucking thing down i see it lift its foot every so often but not enough for me to shoot an arrow under there right i'm specifically talking about the one with the geysers and it was a similar thing of i had walked him out and a geyser hit him in the fucking face and a little bit on his uh sternum and he didn't go over and i was like oh well, clearly that's not the solution and i fucked around long enough that the game was like whatever it said and i was like oh fuck i'm just not hitting him right and i finally got it to happen and go do the thing and you went and did it and it was a. Uh, that's what I'm talking about in terms of like doing it right for me, where I didn't want to sit there for 40 minutes not knowing what to do, but to sit there for whatever yeah. it was, like 10 maybe tops, and not know what to do, and it'd be like, whoa, I'm like, oh, okay, cool.
1: Yeah, and I'm probably on, I'm I'm probably on the opposite side of if I saw those tips come up, I'd probably immediately turn, turn them, them off. off for the yeah. way I'd want to play that game. Like even if it was my first time playing Shadow Colossus and. Like, those tips were a requirement. I'd be like, screw this. I don't want to do... I, I'm not going to play this game. Like, I'm out of here. Because I do... I I find so much satisfaction in video games when it comes to, like, actual actually figuring a thing out, right? And, of course, like, it changes from game to game as, as far as what is the thing that is that is giving you that satisfaction. I, I compare Shadow Colossus 2, and I guess against Ghost of Tsushima, because Ghost of Tsushima is kind of the antithesis of hey, we are holding your hand. Hey, we are, you know, giving you all the tips you need. We are uh, making your horse appear out of thin air when you call it. That thing just teleports <laughs> to you and is running alongside you, so you just got to press one button and you're, right, and you're riding that thing. Uh, you know, Ghost of, Ghost of Tsushima compared to a game like Shadow Colossus, right? Like, I, the satisfaction from, from a game like Ghost of Tsushima does come from clearing things out and having the satisfaction of, like, clearing off that checklist. Going through combat, going through the motions, like there's there's an inherent satisfaction that comes out of going through the motions. That is very much opposite of the satisfaction of, for me, for, of Shadow Colossus, which is figure everything thing out, struggle through it, like find out yeah, what you're doing yeah, wrong, yeah. like trial and error. I really like that sort of trial and error gameplay. I like I like both things, but I think there's something special to me about that trial and, tra- trial and error gameplay that hits home from my experience with Shadow Colossus.
0: I want to end with a comment from one Ignacio Rojas, who writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says, what's good, Greg and Blessing? I didn't play Shadow of the Colossus when it first came out, but when the port, the PS3 port was free on PlayStation Plus back in the day, I decided to give it a try as it was one of those games everyone talks about. And I got to say, I was not disappointed. I know that by modern standards, the game isn't that impressive. But as someone who grew up with a a PS2, I can see how impressive the game would have been back in the day. The world truly feels big and diverse, and you can go explore pretty much everywhere. The size of the colossi is often breathtaking, and having to figure out a way to take this gigantic beast down as a regular-sized human is an enjoyable task. The controls aren't perfect, to be honest, uh, but once you get accustomed to them, uh, they don't get in your way. In conclusion... I think that despite all these years, Shadow of the Colossus is an impressive game if you see it in the right context. And as a boss rush game where you fight giant monsters, it's still fun to this day. So, blessing is right, Greg is wrong. He's right. Blessing is right. Greg is
1: wrong. A a thing I actually wanted to point out, because Ignacio just uh, reminded me of this, I I wanted to say this toward the beginning of the, the conversation, but I got lost in whatever points about Shadow I was making. For this PS4 remake... And actually, you kind of touched on this a little bit when you said, like, you'd want to see like an indie developer like tackle this game sure. uh, today, right? I feel like the PS4 remake of this game is made more for me than for you, right? Like, I feel like this game is al- almost made more for somebody who has played the original and wants to re- re-experience that for the first time, as opposed to somebody who's coming in brand new because of the fact that it it, hang- it it hangs on to all the elements from the PS2 version, great and bad you know when we talk about controls and all, all these different things sure that said i would really love to see blue point make shadow of colossus 2 i think that could be a that hit i, I know, would like, love to see yeah i like, would love I, to I, see
0: I, shadow of colossus with everything we're talking about not exactly yeah. but like a modern take
1: yes and i know like a lot of people probably probably be against it because you want Uwe to uh to be involved with it maybe who could be who who knows um and shadow of colossus is such a special game that i'm sure people just wouldn't be be with it because of that alone but yeah blue point tackling a shadow colossus that does revamp how it controls translates translates it to something that um works on a gameplay level in 2020 i think could be special and i think could be a hit game for all intents and purposes for oh my god totally yeah
0: 100 yeah. percent. i think uh, so. yeah i don't think you have to worry about that at all i do think people would be all over that if they did i mean granted to your point yeah it would be the whole. Well, it's not. Ueda, it's not Team Eco. What are they doing? Blah, blah, blah. But I think there is a way to get around that. The fact of do they want to do that? No. Like, is the, you know, Blue Point treated it well and did a great job with it? Again, you know, it's a great game. So, yeah, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, before we continue our show, let's have a word from our sponsor. This episode of PSI Love You XOXO was brought to you by the kind of funny games cast. That's right. You probably knew it, but maybe you didn't. We have another podcast. We have a lot of podcasts, but another one called The Kind of Funny Games Cast that posts each and every week with uh, me and Tim Geddes and Imran Khan in Blessing at AOEA Junior and sometimes Fran Mirabella and sometimes other people too. But basically, we're coming together to talk about the games we we're playing that week and, of course, one big topic. Uh, if you haven't given the Games Cast a look in a long time, because as you know, ladies and gentlemen, of course, you have a, a bunch of shows like Kind of Funnyness. We're five years old, right? Games has been there from the beginning. A lot of people are like, you know what? I don't I listened to it once and I didn't like it or you know what I used to listen to it but it fell out of my rotation so I haven't gone back to it Uh GamesCast on a hell of a roll lately uh, topics uh, last week was what is the future of the Nintendo switch before that we had a deep dive on the Avengers we even had a ghost of Tsushima spoiler cast with the one and only Nate Fox uh, a whole bunch of other different games cast in there that has been fantastic including that last of a spoiler cast everybody loved Basically what I'm saying is, if you haven't checked in on the Gamescast in a while, why don't you? Available each and every week, youtube.com slash games, podcast services around the globe. No matter where you get it, consider liking it, subscribing to it, sharing it. Uh, if you you know get it as a YouTube video, why not sign up for your Apple podcast feed as well? If you do there, why not go hard it on Spotify or whatever the fuck you do on Spotify? If you're driving a car right now, roll down your window and yell, Gamescast, 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 when the police pull you over, say, cast game, and they'll be like, oh my God, it's the devil. And we're back. So that was our review of Shadow of the Colossus. Blessing.
1: Greg, I want to get into some PlayStation picks. Of course, this is where we highlight a few cool-looking games coming to PSN this week. And I want to start off with Mortal Shell, because Mortal Shell is one that people have been really excited for. Uh, The game comes out Tuesday, August 18th. Kevin, I have a trailer for all these games, by the way, if you want to uh, play them over. Uh, the descriptions here, but from the from the store page for Mortal Shell, uh, Mortal Shell is a ruthless and deep action RPG that tests your sanity and resilience in a shattered world. As the remains of humanity wither and rot, zealous foes fester in the ruins. Despair no mercy with survival demanding superior awareness, precision, and instincts. Track down hidden sanctums of devout followers and discover your true purpose. Greg, is, is Mortal Shell one that you're interested in? in I'll tell all? you what,
0: I have heard of mortal shell but not paid much attention as soon as you started talking about it action rpg i opened up the trailer to look at it because kevin had it so it, yep.
1: it is an, it. an incredible looking game it is a souls-like game as far as okay. i understand it's and so, so if, look at a bunch of do you see that in the corners like a ghoul
0: yeah, you got some ghouls in here, Kevin. Oh yeah, You're be no, they got some ghouls.
1: Oh, they got no. some bad guys. If they show actual gameplay, I forget if in the they do. They do eventually. There's them. no
0: UI on it. There's there no HUD or anything going on. But yeah, I'm swinging. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's a, how it actually looks in the game or if that's what's going on. Oh
1: no. They they had a oh, beta no, recently. and I heard oh, no. good things about it. Stylistically, like it looks really awesome. Yeah. And So I'm very much looking forward to this one. I'm gonna try it out. Okay. Yeah, I look
0: at it and I get excited about it, but then I also remember what Kingdoms of Amalur and like couple weeks, but I don't have yeah, but like it. You Somewhere can, you can it. knock
1: this out before Kingdoms of Omelette.
0: That's what you like to think. Come on, you know, we're doing that. We got other reviews to work on. There's things going on.
1: Fair, very fair. And if I'm going to uh, if I'm but- gonna
0: start a Souls game, right, I should just jump right to Bloodborne, right?
1: That's also true, and that's actually the one trepidation I'm having with this game is should I just continue Bloodborne as opposed to jumping into a brand new um, Souls-like game, but I also want to finish Persona before I get to Bloodborne, and so I, I got a lot of decisions. I'm juggling. There's too many games going on right now it's a quiet period
0: there's too many games going
1: on speaking of too many games the another game i want to highlight is a game called even the ocean which is coming out again on tuesday august 18th Uh, and kevin i have a trailer for this one too i couldn't find a description but i do have an excerpt from an article by danielle riendo of vice who wrote about this game in 2016 when it came to pc did you Uh, find this article by her being the
0: first pull quote in
1: this trailer Wait, is she the first
0: pole? Yeah. <laughs> still talking no. about
1: a quote from Vice when the uh, quote popped up. <laughs> that's awesome. No, I think I literally just like typed in even the Ocean review or something like that. Gotcha, and it came gotcha. on Google. But well, that's really funny. Uh, Danielle wrote, uh, even the Ocean is the sort of game I'm proud, or the sort of game I'm pretty primed to like it's a well-designed challenging 2d platformer with a unique energy balancing mechanic it features an inclusive politically aware story with narrative beasts about or narrative beats about uh, community identity and activism it has pretty pixel art and moody music and it was made by analgesic studios the two-person team behind one of my favorite titles 2013 anadine a beautiful point to take on 2d zelda style games and so if that if that piques your interest there you go i've not heard of anadine but I, yeah, yeah. when I was looking through the games that were coming out this week and I saw even the ocean, it was the art that actually piqued my interest. And, yeah, watching the trailer, I was like, all right, this looks like something that could be fun. And apparently when it came out on PC, people uh, enjoyed it. And so if that interests you, there you go. Uh, there's also New Super Lucky Tale, which is out Friday, August 21st. This is from Liam Croft at Push Square. After arriving on Xbox One and Nintendo Switch a couple years back, New Super Lucky Tale will finally launch on PS4 next month, or this month, because this was taken from an article that was written last month. Playful Studios has attached a release date of, 21st, of August 21st, 2020, to this expanded re-release of an experience which actually started out as a VR title all the way back in 2016. It has... It has had quite the journey since then, but now PS4 <laughs> players can finally get their hands on it. Back when it came to Switch, our buddies over at Nintendo Life awarded it in a respectable 8 out of 10. Quote, New Super Lucky's Tale is a solid port of an underrated platformer with a greatly improved camera. Greg, does this speak to you at all? No. Super Lucky
0: Tale. I remember when it popped on Xbox One, and people were like, "Oh man!" And then I, I remember it not reviewing that well. I know since then, like you're talking, they mentioned or they allude to the journey and stuff, and the Switch version, and people being behind that. But it's that same thing. I'm just like, I'm not saying it's over by any stretch of the imagination, because I'm sure, like, obviously, the next Mario that'll come out, and I even Crash Bandicoot Four, I thought looked really good at the last uh, state of play. But even watching this trailer now, I'm just like, okay, like I get yeah. it. I mean, it know? looks
1: like a 3D platformer, right? Like it, yeah. it very much looks like. The, the, the thing I'll say about Super Lucky's Tale is that even when it was being advertised years ago on Xbox, like, it looks like every other 3D platformer, and I like 3D platformers, and so, like, i play it anyways. Like, I'm I'm into what I'm seeing, but it's hard for me to justify checking it out when there are other games coming out at the same time. Like, if, if, if we're in a dead period where there are no games, I'd definitely check sure. it out. Because like we're the calm before the storm
0: right now, and we're talking about our backlogs and trying to get through stuff, let alone embargoed things we have.
1: Exactly. Uh, Last one I have for you for PlayStation updates, Samurai Jack Battle Through Time. That's coming out Friday, August 21st. Uh, And this is from their website. Become Samurai Jack, the greatest warrior of the past, present, and future. Journey through time to finally stop Aku's evil reign in this new adventure told by the creators of Samurai Jack. Encounter your favorite characters from the show, including the Scotsman, Garamouche, I don't remember that character. Sir Rothschild and more. Uh and this is one that me and Barrett actually just got done doing a first impressions for because we got the ex- exclusive stream over on twitch.tv slash games and youtube.com slash games. And I'm really excited to play this one. Like watching Barrett play it for an hour. It looks like everything I want for from this type of game. Like it 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 looks like a PS2 licensed game in all the good ways not yeah, necessarily yeah, the yeah. bad ways where like you look at it and it is like a yeah it's a third person action game with a cartoon art style and it kind of is reminiscent of something like battle for bikini bottom but it actually looks like it, it controls and plays well and from what Barry was saying as he was playing the game he was saying that it it's pretty fun
0: yeah of course we'll uh, this first impression is going up soon on youtube.com slash kind of funny games the first impression podcast feed even if you're not using it as a podcast please go subscribe and <laughs> help us out uh but Yeah, like the so the story behind that is, you know, Adult Swim games reached out and was like, hey, you know, would you be interested in doing this exclusive with us and doing this thing? It wasn't a sponsorship, it was just a more tried and true. Hey, do you want to show this game off? And so they sent me a build that I was like, I don't know shit about Samurai Jack. You and Barrett said you did. So I was like, I'll make sure this game isn't garbage. And so I started it up and I was shocked at how much I liked it. Like that you you know, the last two games you asked, Am I gonna play? I'm like, man, not really. This one I am definitely gonna play. Like this one Really, you're gonna play it. Yeah, it drops this week. I don't know how it's one of those like I don't have a soft spot for samurai jack like i don't know samurai jack the cartoon so i'll be interested to see if i'm completely fucking lost in it but way back in the day i reviewed afro samurai for ps3 360 or whatever when i was at IGN, and it was a similar situation where i didn't watch uh, afro samurai but i fucking dug that game it had problems for sure but playing this one you know just to see if it was worth it like the upgrade skills were cool the combat was cool you know it's got the vibe and feel of ghost of tsushima it didn't at you know the whatever the level i was playing for the demo didn't challenge me in the same way but it it was enough of that where i was like i would want to play this i'd want to see this through
1: yeah i'm really curious to see what you think about it because i i for one am somebody who grew up in samurai jack and i really really love uh samurai jack and yeah i'm excited to play this game as almost a palette cleanser after ghost of tsushima like you don't we don't usually get like a million samurai games in a year but this year somehow we're getting we're getting a couple back-to-back and this seems like the antithesis of Ghost of Shima in the way where Ghost of Shima you're playing as uh, in this realistic open world. I use realistic loosely, by the way, but in this open world where, you know, you're playing as Jin Sakai and it is about the honor of the samurai and you're uh, clearing out camps and doing all this different world, different or doing all this open world stuff. Samurai Jack is very much a, hey, you're playing a cartoon and you're going to these little or to these um, through these linear levels and you're clearing things out and you're you're doing very video gamey stuff um i'm all about it and i'm excited to play it
0: yeah that that uh, what i played again like you know we're talking about games that aren't afraid to be games like it struck me as a game yeah. and it did strike me from what you're talking about of like that old ps2 licensed goodness of like all right cool like yeah, yeah this is simple but it's fun and that's all
1: i want exactly greg speaking of samurais time for some playstation updates i have quite a few here because this last week has been actually kind of a bigger week in terms of uh updates that are coming through it's a playstation bonanza the biggest one though ghost ghost of tsushima man my throat's getting dry i can't even talk ghost of tsushima is getting a co-op expansion uh this from darren bridges at the playstation blog who writes today i'm very excited to reveal ghost of tsushima legends a new online cooperative multiplayer mode that will come as a free download for Ghost of Tsushima owners on PS4 later this year. Legends is an entirely new experience. It's a separate mode that doesn't follow Jin or the companions from his journey, but instead focuses on four warriors who have been built up as legends and stories told by the people of Tsushima. Ghost of single-player campaign focuses on an open world and exploring the natural beauty of the island. But Legends is is haunting and fantastical with locations and enemies inspired by Japanese folktales and mythology and an emphasis emphasis on cooperative combat in action. We designed Legends to be be an exclusively cooperative uh, gameplay experience. You'll be able to partner up with friends or via online matchmaking and play Legends in groups of two to four players each player can choose from one of four different character classes the samurai hunter ronin or assassin each class has unique advantages and abilities that will reveal in the future we'll have much more to share on legends as we get closer to launch including details on character classes customization and more greg this was shocking to me when i woke up this morning 100 like that
0: it's 2020 is obviously a garbage. No, we're a garbage truck on fire. It's, it's the fucking world on fire, and so you wake up to horrible news all the time. But we've had some good bangers of good, cool video game news to wake up to recently. And so, yeah, this yeah. morning, brushing my teeth, and I opened this up, and I was literally like, "What the fuck?" Like, yeah, hell yeah, Soccer Punch. I did it. You know, we had the spoiler cast with uh, Nate Fox uh, on, and you can get it right now on the kind of funny games cast feed I talked about earlier in the ad. If you listen to it, um, and on there when he was like, "Yeah, there's no." We're not working on single player DLC or anything like that. We're focused on launching the game or whatever. It wasn't a bummer, but it was like, oh man, like this is a world I do want to do more with. I do love this gameplay so much. This is not what I would have been expecting. And you can kind of see how he skirted the question, right? Where I think we were so hung up on story DLC for them to drop a co-op mode or whatever, completely different. But mm. I'm in. Like it's it's an interesting thing because I'm not going as far as saying it's like uh, Crystal Dynamics with the Avengers, where you know Tim's constant thing is like yeah, I'm higher on this game than I thought it would be, but this isn't what I want from them. I want a single-player story from them, right? Like, I would have loved just to have more shit to do in uh, Tsushima, right? Like, uh, Tsushima, drop it on the map, have new quests, new whatever. But this is something different and cool, and I like the idea of taking on these, like, legendary uh, folklore items and stuff. How it's going to play and how we're all going to bounce back off each other. I don't know. I don't you know, I don't know what the classes are, but I'm excited for it and I think it speaks to the way Sucker Punch sometimes does the crazy ass shit, right? I mean, what it was a uh, 2011 when they did Infamous Festival of Blood, <laughs> and you're like, "What?" It's a weird vampire story, Zeke's telling a girl at a bar in Fort Cole, running around doing this. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, this seems cool. Are you down to play this?
1: Oh, yeah, I'm 100% I'm 100% into this. Um, I'm actually like I actually like this idea more so than single player DLC cuz I've yeah. talked about before that Single player DLC is very hit or miss for me. Most sure. of the time, I just don't sure. care. Like, I don't want to return to a game that I've already put down to play more single player content. That's probably gonna be too hard for me because I don't remember like how the game controls because I played the game for a week and then put it down and all this sort of stuff. Uh, and like for go- for Ghost of Tsushima, there's so much content in that game already as far as like different things to do out in the open world. I still have so much I can I can go back to in my game because I haven't planned yeah. it yet. Yeah. And so you for them to beat. For, for them to be taking such a left turn uh, and doing, like, this multiplayer experience that is, hey, two to four players, you're going to get to experience, like, this, these new uh, tales uh, of, like, these these legends from uh, from Tsushima or whatever they are, like, that sounds really exciting to me. I'm, like, I'm curious to see how they make combat work and if they make that stuff feel good. Like, if this really comes together and turns into a really fun co-op experience with friends and really elevates that experience, then, like, I think this, I think that could take this game up a notch into like shooting into like my game of the year conversation. Holy shit! To be man, honest, because like man. I mean I had some of those thoughts while playing Ghost of Tsushima already. Like halfway through the game, I was like, "Man, is this my game of the year?" And then I finished it. And I was like, "No, I don't think it is," but I really love the game. If I, I go I back still, to this, I still have and, that
0: where I stew on it. Where you think right. about
1: it and you're like, "Yeah," because well, I I think of it so fondly. I think yeah. back
0: of how much fun I had in that game and how much I loved it and how even now with it over, I want more. Which is such a gr- I think yeah. you know such a a badge of honor for that uh, for any game of just like yeah i platinumed it i did everything and fuck i could go for another quest line
1: and i think the thing for me and tsushima is that like that game had one of the highest highs for me in terms of how i felt while playing while playing through it like there was a certain point halfway through that game where i was just like man what an experience this is this is actually special like i'm actually really uh loving this and then, like, I played the rest of the game and like did some side quests, and I was like, "All right, yeah, this is a really, really, really great game." But that high didn't necessarily last for me like the whole game, right? It was, sure. just, it was, it was mainly for maybe like five to ten hours of the experience. Uh, but yeah, if I can go back to it and really enjoy playing the game with friends and really get into it uh, on that side, like, yeah, I'm all about that. That sounds really exciting. I'm really curious to see how they pull this off, and I'm down to see this come through as post-launch content. Um, It'll be to interesting to see when it comes out it. too.
0: You know what I mean? We're, I mean, later this year is what they're saying, but like, how do you oh, get yeah. around PlayStation Five? And like, you know, I mean, not that you want to avoid it. Obviously, you can backwards compatibility and play that kind of thing, and maybe you know, use the power to make it look better. But just where does it fall, and when do you do it, and how do you get the hype around it? It strikes me as something that'd be a cool thing to put out in December, like in the lead up to Christmas. Of like, hey, after you get by Black Friday, it usually gets pretty quiet in terms of releases here's a piece of dlc for you and your friends to play on break break you know play on ps5 here's the thing to you know whatever with your free time to go in and do it that could be a cool way to put it
1: yeah i i also like this because it it reminds me of uh the us part two multiplayer mode which we're kind of waiting on or let me not say us part two naughty dogs multiplayer mode because they didn't necessarily say that it's going to be a us part two thing um matthew like Hill. This tester to Writes
0: into patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says, uh, <laughs> hey. with the recent surprise announcement of an online mode for Ghost of Tsushima releasing for free in a few months' time, when do you think we'll get more info from Naughty Dog uh, about The Last of Us Part 2's online mode? Also, if they release it as paid DLC, what do you think the community's reaction will be considering Sucker Punch is releasing their surprise mode for nothing? So, yeah, it will
1: be- 1000% not be paid DLC for a multiplayer mode.
0: You think that Last of Us Part uh, Two's whatever they're gonna call
1: it, factions mode, will not will be included with the game? Well, it depends on how they present it. If it is like if they if they do put it out as a standalone thing, like Last of Us Two, like if they just call it Last of Us Factions and it is a revamp, it is a new thing, then okay, yeah, I can see them charging it. If it is DLC to the Last of Us Part Two, I don't think they'll charge for it because like the idea there is that you would have to own Last of Us Part Two and then buy. Last of Part team multiplayer is DLC. I think you're then you're you're cutting off so many people from actually being a part of that multiplayer mode and like yeah. that gets back into all right, how active is the is the player base? Does it fizzle off after a while because nobody's playing and, and all that different stuff? Uh that said, I I guess I do, if I think about it, I do expect it to be a standalone thing. Like I don't necessarily I, expect it to be DLC.
0: I think you're gonna pay for it. I think it's gonna be standalone. Like I think that the fact that they've been so clear in quotes i mean obviously they are just saying they're not ready to talk about it and whatever there's stuff's going on over there i think means it's still a ways out i wouldn't be surprised if you don't see that till next summer or next fall even uh and even then i wonder if it's going to be do you make it a PlayStation 5 exclusive uh, at that point? Like, what do you do with that? Today? What What is the... It, it's It could go one or two... Could go, actually, I shouldn't even say that. It can go a lot of different ways. I can mm. equally see it. I, I don't see it just being, hey, here's a DLC we're dropping for The Last of Us Part 2. I see it being standalone. I see it being its own thing. PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, cross-gen, whatever. I don't know about that part. I can see it happening standalone, or I can see it never happening. I can totally see them putting up a blog post one day on NaughtyDog.com and just being like, Listen, we tried. We know you love it. It wasn't up to our standards. It wouldn't have been up to your standards, so we're not going to do it. We're moving on. Like, I think you could easily do that. And you're naughty dog, so what do you have to lose? But I think, you know, if it's not where they want it to be, they could do that. In the same breath, they could be doing something amazing and it's going to be great. But I also think that what that studio is known for is single-player games. And I think that they'd love to get back to that probably more than all hands on deck. Let's make this multiplayer work. If it's in trouble at all maybe like i said it is mm-hmm. they've had a, a small team going everybody transferred off of the project as they finished last of us to part two to go do that but i don't know they i are I, also
1: known for multiplayer though like I'd, I'd make the argument that between uncharted multiplayer and last multiplayer like there there is a beloved uh uh last or naughty dog multiplayer community like people love those i would games. say
0: there is a beloved naughty dog multiplayer niche I think that there's a small group of people. I think their games touch so many different people, and I don't think that the majority of them care about the multiplayer. And I th- and that said, to somebody who was obsessed for a while I mean, yeah. with Uncharted pro- Part uh, Uncharted Two multiplayer, right? Like, I get it, and I think it's cool. But I also think that, and this is totally n- me talking out my ass to an extent. But I would think you're it, it's looked at as a pet project at the office. Like, I don't think anybody's like. I mean, I should say people are proud of their work. Obviously, they know what they're doing. They're excited for what they're doing. But I think that when you say Naughty Dog, you're not thinking multiplayer. I know that there is definitely an audience. I know how much that loved factions that did love Uncharted 2, Uncharted 3, multiplayer. But I think the overwhelming majority don't. And I think that that's where you start getting into the dollars and cents of running a studio or running a first party where you do actually look into, well, how many people are playing it and to go back to it as much as you might hate it. How many people are buying microtransactions for new Nate hats and all this other stuff that you could get in uncharted multiplayer back in the day. Like Mm -hmm. you start weighing the pros and cons and what's actually happening and where you are. And, you know, I, I think that those multiplayer modes stemmed from the trend in the industry at the time of, holy shit, everyone's trading their games in when they're done with them we got to give people a reason not to sell back their stuff and you saw everybody start trying to put multiplayer into their games their single player games and some work really well like i think naughty dog did some were crap like the tomb raider reboot and it was just this like you shoved all this stuff in there trying to make it but i think you look at the sales the last it was part two and i don't think that's a concern anymore i don't think they're sitting there going man fuck how do we do this i think they're like mm-hmm. all right let's I mean they quietly got it out of the game. <laughs> Whereas they didn't even launch with it. And like if they just keep being quiet, I think they could easily be like, listen, it just is isn't where we wanted it to be and we're moving on to the next project. And while people will be disappointed, I think they overwhelmingly be like, fuck yeah, give me whatever your next IP last of us part three, whatever the fuck it's gonna
1: be. Nah like. man, nah man. I'm gonna be complaining the whole time. I'm that's gonna be it, talking yeah, about it for years to come. I will do I will start like a like a you know how change.org. Tim, Tim and Nick did like their <laughs> fast and furious counter thing where they're counting down the the days to the next fast movie. I will do that for the last multiplayer at a certain point. If they don't talk about it, I'll start, I'll start appearing on this podcast weekly being like, yo, it's been
0: 97 weeks.
1: I think it for next about. week.
0: Start over, like it's been this many weeks since we heard about Last of Us Part Last Two. Multiplayer. multiplayer. If we don't if,
1: if if we don't see it by I'm gonna say next spring, or if we don't hear about it by next spring, I'll I'll start the, the, the timer. Uh but I do want to you do hear about it?
0: You think you think game awards? You think you get something there? No
1: I think like a state of play in spring, maybe 2021. Yeah. Yeah. I will say I well actually I I'm I've been formulating a new theory. Okay. Another theory I'm gonna say. I, Have you been formulating
0: I, it while you were talking about the first theory or is this you've been thinking about it at home? Well, while,
1: while you're talking about whatever you're talking about. <laughs> Thank you for um, listening. <laughs> no, but like, what if they, um, what if they packaged it with a revamped PS5 version of The Last of Us Part Two? Like, what if that is like the thing that, like the new thing that gets you to rebuy the game on next gen, right? Well, like, then what
0: happens to PlayStation 4? You don't get it? Then I think you're right back to this control uh, AE, uh control next gen upgrade bullshit, right? Where it's like, "What the fuck? I supported you and I bought the game on this and you said you
1: were going to do it and you didn't do it." Do you do you think if they do a Last of Us Part 2 PS5 version that will get automatically upgraded? I
0: don't think they're going to do a Last of Us PlayStation 5 version. I don't think th- I don't think they're going to do the whole remastered thing this time around. We shall see. We shall see. We will. It's backwards compatible. Uh, you great. already have it with boosting and the a solid state drive. And I mean, Mark Drew. Cerny, look in your ear.
1: But what is control doing then? Like, what is the control new version that's coming out for next gen that we're getting the free up or not free? We're getting the, the have upgrade the ray with tracing
0: the and then the four and the, yeah. four, the 15k. What is I'm the difference
1: be... between that and the backwards compati- compatible version of the well, game? Well, that backwards
0: compatible talking? is boosted, and this is going to be built for the ground up. of this is...
1: It doesn't make sense, Greg. None of no, this makes sense. Let's talk about uh, PlayStation VR, though. Uh, <laughs> another... Update, PlayStation update i have for you i'm glad Sony's you brought working.
0: this up because i didn't think you, i didn't i didn't put out a full-blown news story i can cover it though ladies and gentlemen in playstation vr news i finally did what i've always dreamed of and just set up the second playstation 4 in the living room to just be the dedicated vr unit so now oh. i don't have to bitch anymore about like oh, i gotta i don't have to pass through for my ps uh, the spider-man ps4 that's Running in stunning 4K or whatever the fuck they do, you know, I don't care. But then the Death Stranding PS4, that's the one that's just ready to go for VR anytime. You want me to play VR right now? Two seconds, it's up and running. I'm ready to go. It's beautiful.
1: So that's actually not the big news story. I was talking about. It's not about the big news
0: talking. story for PlayStation VR at oh, all. No,
1: no. Uh, actually not. Um, from IGN, uh, Jonathan Dornbush writes an article. Or not, uh, sorry, Joe Screbels writes oh, an article. Oh, a fake IGN. name. Probably is Dornbush right yeah. under the pen name. Yeah. Secretly, Dornbush, Bush, Joe Scrables wrote about how Sony is working on their next-generation VR headset, but it might not be PSVR. Sony is developing a next-generation VR headset, but it may not, it may well not be related to PlayStation VR. A job listed spotted by Upload VR explains that Sony is hiring a team to create a next-generation VR head-mounted display. However, this device is being developed with, with a view to five years from now, and the listing has been mm. posted by the, by the core Sony Corporation, rather than Sony Interactive Entertainment, which created the original PSVR headset. Greg, yeah. what is your take on this? Not shocking. Like, right?
0: Like, it's a job listing. They're doing this thing. like people have been are still trying to figure out ar and vr and what it could mean playstation obviously is still dedicated to the space and i shouldn't even say playstation sony consumer electronics are still dedicated to the space and figuring out what that means i think that as oculus quest continues to be a big success as people continue to put resources into it as playstation themselves continue to put out uh exclusives for it and back it and see what the community is it makes sense to have a team going on it and working on it and seeing what it's all about and. Trying to figure out what this next generation VR head-mounted display would be, because but even then, it's talking more. That sounds to me more like AR. But I'm also talking a little bit out my ass based on what yeah. this whatever job posting said. Um, sadly, I just want them to say someone's working on PlayStation VR two and it's wireless. But you know, we'll see what we
1: get. We'll see what we get. And I I kind of reflect uh, some of your views on this too. Like I, VR isn't necessarily like a video game exclusive thing, even though VR is widely being used for video games right when sure. you look at psvr quests and all the different stuff uh but like it could be augmented reality it could be a lot of things right it could be vr with not with uh non-use in games like we don't necessarily know fully and the fact that they're saying that this is five years out tells me this is probably like some sort of experimental thing exactly like, trying- it's
0: one of the millions of things that sony works on and every consumer electronic company works
1: on that isn't necessarily ever going to see the light of day yeah does this point to them not working on PSVR 2, though?
0: No, I don't think that disqualifies PlayStation VR 2 at all. Uh, I think that, you know, as crazy as it might seem, Sony Consumer Electronics and PlayStation uh, in general are just two separate silos inside of the giant Sony corporate umbrella. So I think PlayStation could easily still be inside and, prob- and I would guarantee is working on VR still. As I've always said, like, I believe that they have every intention of making a PlayStation VR 2. Will they ever make a PlayStation VR 2? Who knows? It is that thing of what that actually nets out to be like is up to, I think, more of the bean counters. And it's back to what we're talking about with Naughty Dog and what you're known for, right? As the PlayStation 4 has been such a huge success uh, and PlayStation VR has been successful, by comparison playstation 4 in general's you know the psvr is a drop in the bucket in terms of yeah. what that has done so at some point you do have to look around and go okay like what is the actual interest level in playstation vr and do we want to commit to a second version or how do we want to have this go do you want to commit to making different controllers right i mean the move ones that are out of production in production that you're buying on these things you can only get in bundles that uh still don't have the best tracking like how much do you want to push all that forward when people, the majority, overwhelming majority, just look to your system for the traditional games and whatever third party stuff's going on, right? Like, it breaks my heart as somebody who loves the tech that if we put up a review of something with PlayStation VR on the title, like that actually turns off so many people because they just don't care. Oh, I like PlayStation and I wish him well, but I'm not going to play that. I'm not going to do anything with that. It's kind of like what we talk about with indie games all the time. Like you can put out a lot of indie games content, but like that actually isn't driving people in. That's a very specific person. Again, that's a niche and that works really well for indies because it is, Hey, I'm selling a game for 1.99 99 cents on Apple arcade, whatever, you know, five bucks, uh, it's a smaller entry whereas PlayStation VR is an entire ecosystem full of things to go for. Yeah. And of those things in the ecosystem, how many are true system sellers where you're like, Oh my God, you have to play this.
1: Our last PlayStation update of the day, the last part two got an update added uh grounded difficulty this is a for jonathan a second i thought it was
0: breaking news they got the multiplayer and i was wrong
1: <laughs> hey I'll with that talking, Greg, uh, they just posted this uh <laughs> this is jonathan at ign uh grounded is a returning hardest difficulty mode featured in the original last list as well that version of grounded stripped away several key elements for players severely reduced resource availability and made made foals all the more difficult to defeat Meanwhile, permadeath can seemingly be enabled on any difficulty. The Last of of Us 2 will keep track of what you killed, what difficulty you played on, what aspect of the game you are tackling, and how long you lasted. Additionally, Naughty Dog has added a host of graphics, audio, and gameplay modifiers that can now be included in your playthrough. These elements include Mirror World, Mirror on Death, Slow Motion, Bullet Speed Mode, Infinite Ammo, Infinite Crafting, and more. Cool stuff. We talked about this a little bit on uh, 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 KFGD, and my my big thing was like, I feel like this is a, a little bit late. Like, I'm glad they're adding really? all the stuff, especially. Yeah, like, and maybe this is just because we, we reviewed it, and so it feels like we played it forever. It ago. feels
0: like a lifetime ago for us, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, but like, I'm like, dude, it, two months or however long it's been after the game com- came out, like, I feel like it's such a weird period of, all right, everybody who bought the game at release, I don't know if, I don't know how many of those those folks want to jump into it like um, like right after beating it for the first time and then later down the line like people who buy it like will of course play it but I don't know I feel like there's like a weird happy medium that maybe could have been met in terms of when all this stuff came came into it
0: I think it's an interesting one in I think again we keep talking about uh, niches right of like how small these groups of people are but I think you look at somebody who you know wants that added challenge. They were very vocal at the launch of the game, right, of uh, Last of Us Part 2 that it wasn't there. And I'm not saying, by the way, that this is... like I use vocal minority a lot to describe bad people. This is not what I'm saying about this or people who are being antagonistic or jerks online or blah, blah, blah. I'm just saying that I saw this, but I don't think the overwhelming majority of people actually want this. Uh, I think for those people, it's a good move because it's just there if you want it i think they did it's you know again i can't compliment uh naughty dog enough on the trophy list for last of Us part two and the fact that this is exactly how if there would have been a hey play it on ground in permadeath mode for the platinum never would a platinum last was part two but instead a few months later you put this out and you put out a set of dlc trophies and guess what if you want that and you need that 100 percent and that's what drives you go get it it's there for you um it is that ongoing argument of like how do you support a single-player game post-launch? What do you do for it? How do you get people to be invested in it? And again, I think this speaks very specifically to the people who have played it and are ravenous and will, you know the people who play Last of Us Part 1 over and over and over again. I think uh, it, it's there for them and that part of the hardcore Naughty Dog audience. Hmm. I can do that. Can you? Are you going to go back and do it? Did you platinum this yet, Blessing?
1: The Last of Us Part 2? No, I'm not, not going to platinum The Last of Us Part 2. No. <sighs> Blessing. Needs multiple. We play talked throughs. about this. We talked about this. N- I'm not going to platinum a thing that needs multiple playthroughs.
0: But it's you like it. All right. Here's the. Hold on a second. And here's the next thing. Blessing. You need to go. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'm wrong. I doubt it because I watch you like a hawk. You need to turn on your PlayStation and unprivatize your trophies. Okay. I think they're privatized because you were playing something embargoed recently and you just Probably. forgot. Because you like to act like you don't care about trophies. But I care a lot about trophies. Oh, yeah, they are private. So when I go they into your Merc City 64 here on PSNProfiles.com and I see, oh, no trophies here, this profile is probably private. That makes me upset.
1: Well, what, what, Why are you looking at my trophies? Why are you stalking I making?
0: wanted to come in here and talk about your Platinums, but here we are. Mm. Stalled. You've ruined the show, someone said. Mm. Kevin, do you feel like the show I just apologize. got ruined? I apologize. Kevin, oh, actually, Kevin's been having a bad Kevin. 24 hours. I'm not going to give him shit. <laughs> uh,
1: instead, Let's check
0: on somebody who does care hey, about sorry, trophies. Sorry. I'm sorry, Kevin, would you say that blessing just ruined the show? Oh, yeah, totally. What Thank a you shit very much. Show. That's all I needed to hear. Thank you. Fair. Uh, we're going to check in, though, on somebody who does care about trophies. Of course, you, ladies and gentlemen, can go to patreon.com slash games and give us your PSN profile. Then we look into it after we hear your little sob story about it, and we judge you. You can say if your trophies are good, bad, or otherwise. And we actually don't judge. We just usually read through them and go, oh, that's a pretty good game. That's interesting. Well, wow. Today, though, it's a very special man. You know him as Long PP. That's right. Jeffrey P. Long has written into patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Right? Bless. That's how we know him, Long PP.
1: Oh, yeah. Long PP. Uh, me and sure. Long Pee go way back.
0: <laughs> Jeffrey PP Long writes in to patreon.com slash games and says, I've always been an Xbox guy, only having recently dipped into the PlayStation ecosystem. Uh, I've always been an achievement hunter, but boy, oh boy, do I love the trophy system. The progress bars, the separate progress for DLC trophies, the sweet, sweet platinums that signify a job well done. Xbox has... I run for their money with their achievements and this is coming from a guy with over 100k gamer score I just got my first platinum with death stranding a while back and I'm working on bloodborne and loving it I have until dawn installed and have played through it once is that an easy slash fun platinum or will be one of those boring slogs that require multiple playthroughs Uh, well Jeffrey first off congratulations on making the right choice washing uh, away your sins of the Xbox achievement and coming over here you know what I mean Thank you, Kevin. Give him a round of applause. And then, Kevin, I need you to give a hiss to Snowbike Mike. Oh,
1: but like, he's so nice. Give a boo
0: hiss to Snowbike. There
1: it is. Thank you. Oh, don't, don't hiss, Snowbike like, Mike. Yes, cast,
0: I'll tell you what. It's, it's oh. leading people to the rocks. All right? Snowbike Mike over there. He's the over there. He's a path. siren a calling path. them to the rocks to smash your boat into the achievement island. Ah, Nobody wants to be stuck on. VDOT, that's where you want to be. Uh, and then yeah, death. Uh, well, death Stranding, First off, congratulations on that platinum. Uh however, until dawn wouldn't it be a boring platinum. I don't remember if it's an annoying platinum, but it definitely requires multiple playthroughs.
1: because you gotta it, go You, you, you have, don't you have to do like every. I think you have to get all the endings. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but
0: like, that's fun. Yeah. Those are cool yeah. endings and stuff. Yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, it's I gonna, mean, gonna take you multiple. If you
1: if you really liked Until Dawn, I'd say go for it.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't, think he, I I think don't even know if he's game. played it yet. He says well, it's it looks stalled.
1: Like Jeffrey P. Long? Oh, yeah. A... My apologies. Okay, yeah. I was going to say, he has a few trophies in it. Right, look, he's got three out of 19
0: Yeah. Let's click on this. Here. All right. So you got three out of 19. Let's read through these. Cause I don't remember.
1: Also, Oh, is here. that it? That's not that bad. And the trophy doesn't look that rare.
0: PlayStationTrophies.org, Until Dawn. You ever, so I have, you know, PSN profiles is where you go to look at the trophy list. Then you go to PlayStationTrophies.org for the, uh, you know, the, the forums and the, the estimates and the things like that. So I'm clicking over here on the forums. They're slow to open. That's on me, probably not them. And then estimated time to platinum on the poll they have here it looks like it's split between 11 to 15 hours and 15, is 16 to 20. So you're probably like the oh, 16 yeah, is right there. Well, I'm looking at the roadmap they have stuck stickied over here. Stuckied. Uh, yeah, this one's 15 hours is the uh, the guess here on how long it would take you. Mm. Two out of ten on difficulty. So there you go. Uh, minimum number of uh, playthroughs is only one and a half though. So no, that's not a bad platinum. Get that, yeah. Jeffrey P. Long. Go for that. Uh, yeah. Looks. Like, I'm looking at your trophies here. Like you said, you played through it once. But even this, yeah, it's just you play through with the guide. You're gonna be okay. You're gonna be okay with that one. Don't worry about that. But, but who beyond wants to play
1: through something with the guide, Greg. Who wants to I do mean, if that? you want the
0: platinum. For Until Dawn, that's a different thing. You know what I mean? I want to figure out how to crawl up this colossal cock. You know what I mean? That's a completely different ball of wax. But you right? got
1: like, you, you to shoot the arrow at the cock. <laughs> oh, and man. then he'll get it right in the pee
0: hole. The Jeffrey pee <laughs> hole is what we call it. If you don't remember, by the way, I think it was on this show we talked about it, where Jeffrey uh, Jeffrey Long was offended that we were leaving off the pee. And so he put up, a, he, I say offended in the jovial best friend sense, where he put up a subreddit thread offended that he they were leaving out on the producer rundown. So now we make a big deal out of Jeffrey's pee-pee. So anytime you see Jeffrey P.P. Long out there, you say, yo, Long P.P., what up? Anyways. Uh, so yeah, Bloodborne. That is it, interesting because I, I can't remember last time we had a, a, a trophy profile submitted that I could see all the games in, without scrolling. He's got 10 games played. Bloodborne, Call yeah. guys, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2, uh, re, Campaign, whatever. Uh, last of Us Part 2, Death Stranding, Last of Us Remastered, Until Dawn, Astrobot Rescue Mission, Nidhogg, and Castlevania, Harmony of Despair. Interesting. Very interesting.
1: First and zero, off, the, zero, zero be trophies better than blessing and get the get
0: the get the last of us part two platinum. Yeah, zero trophies in Castlevania Harmony is despair. We've all been there. You start it, you're like, oh, this ain't what I want. You bounce, <laughs> nah. you never come back.
1: It's funny because like it's a very particular game too. Like it's not like you started up Call of Duty and you're like, I'm not in the mood and never went back to it. Yeah. It's not like Castlevania: Harmony of Despair was a PS Plus or g- game or anything. Like you purposely <laughs> played that, you purposely bought that game and then started up, and you were like, "Actually, no, I'm I've, gonna been, play I've made a mistake.
0: <laughs> I have made a mistake, and I am out of here." But hell, man, that Death Stranding Platinum—that's impressive. There, good job. Took you a month and three What's weeks. Up? I appreciate that. Uh, what? What do you see? What? Where do you want to point him for his next big game? He's new to the PlayStation ecosystem. This is it. What PS4 title does Jeffrey PP Long spider me play?
1: Uh, oh. Well, actually, 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 oh, you yeah, already the, said he done uh, God of War.
0: The words out of him. He hasn't done that. He hasn't done Horizon. He hasn't done Ghost of Tsushima. He hasn't done Knack. He hasn't done Knack. You're too. coming
1: off. You're, you're coming off of Bloodborne. And so I'm just. I'm gonna say, do Spider Man. Go a complete, complete opposite route. Can they say that. Have some fun, and then after Spider Man, do God of War, because then you would have had the the palate cleanser. That is Spider Man between Bloodborne and God of War.
0: Okay. There you have it. Jeffrey P.P. Long, we thank you for your support and we wish you well in your trophy hunting expeditions. Uh, I have breaking news for you, Blessing, because we've been doing this show. Your Samurai Jack Battle Through Time hands-on gameplay first impression is already up. That's how fast we can occasionally move during Kind of Funny Days. So if you want to see that that Samurai Jack Battle Through Time game uh, in motion, hit up YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games or podcast services around the globe. I hit the desk. Jen's going to yell at me. Ladies and gentlemen, believe it or not, that's another episode of P.S. I Love You XOXO. Of course, the fun doesn't stop there. We have a Patreon post show over on Patreon.com slash games. You can go there. You can watch the live post show. Well, no, you can watch the post show. Uh, you can watch live while recording it, just like uh, the final boss fight is. Uh, you can get it ad free. You can be part of the show, just like Long PP was. Uh, Jeffrey the Long PP Long. Uh, you can have a good time over there, and you can support us. and You can get a bless way, bless up. And then you can get other stuff. And there's all sorts of cool things to do. And that's how it works. Because that's how we have fun. And you get everything ad-free over there, too. So it's just like, it's a good deal. Gamescast is there. I already talked about that. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is PS. I love you, XOXO. Each and every Tuesday, Blessing and I get together to nerd out about all things PlayStation. If you like that, be part of the show. Patreon.com slash games. If you have no bucks, we our way. YouTube.com slash games, Podcast services around the globe. Here's where it gets dicey, ladies and gentlemen. I'll let you know. Uh, I am taking next week off. But we would never let you miss an episode of PS I Love You. So we're recording never. one at the end of Friday, meaning that I need your questions in faster than usual. And you need to look at my Twitter in case we put up what the topic of the show might be or if something crazy happens while we're gone. Or not while we're gone, but like while we're, you know, between right now and then when, and when the show yeah. goes live, if we pick they something crazy.
1: Announce the PS6.
0: There it is. You understand 100%. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: ladies and gentlemen, especially Jeffrey P.P. Long, until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.